Good evening, ladies and germs. This is Christopher Galanti with another episode of Galani and Chill. Joining me today, Steve O'Teary. Yo. Devin Kopech. Hey. And Jonathan Suarez. Yo. Let's jump into it. You Hot like dog. It? You like what I did? Oh. I got it. Oh, yeah. I knew it was ending. So I had a little jump into it. Jump into it. Jump into it. You know what? Real quick, real quick. That was behind the scenes. That was a dry run. Chris yeah, didn't know that was, about that. That was impressive, Chris. Easy. Impressive. They call me one take Ray, like Ray Charles. They call him easy like Sunday morning, Chris Galani. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, um, we got we got uh, the John Cassavetes block that I went through. Uh, approximately six films. Approximately. There were six films. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed my time with the films, uh, with his films. They're really, really great, great movies. But we also, uh, we saw a shitload of movies this week. Fellas. This week was a good, a good, good movie block. Full of Kino. Kino. Kino, full of uh, older movies. We got newer movies. We got middle, middle movies. Middle movies. In the middle. The movies are in the middle. They're not that young. Yeah, um, he's not that young. I want to talk about the new stuff first. I want to talk about the stuff I didn't see. I don't think I saw anything new this week. Uh, I think you guys did. Oh yeah, yes. that's right. Mm. Oh yes, Chris was stuck in the '60s, baby. I was stuck in the '60s. Chris said it. If it's not on cellulite, no thanks, baby. Hey, that's right. That's exactly what I said because I love cellulite. Yeah, <laughs> it's loves, not on cellulite. Love thick women. People's legs. I I want to go. I want it on a on a on a projector, and I want to display it on a on a body. I want it on someone's ass. That's the only way. I watch film. I want it to be like a Bond movie intro. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys saw, you guys saw, you guys saw Super Mario. Probably. I I saw three movies this week. Uh, by the end of this discussion, I am going to give you an MFK for those three movies. Okay, Wait, you're gonna legit MFK. One's married. Legit one's MFK. Called. Yes. Yes. I don't like this at one bit at all. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. At all. I really don't like you know what I like this because it's building up. He wants to draw him it's in. It's building up exactly. People are gonna in. be like, people gonna be like, what's Steve's opinion? I wanna, I wanna write a death threat to that guy. Ray, I already did. Ray is oh, gonna be furious. Oh, Ray's already knocking down my door. He's gonna. Are we talking about Ray Charles still? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Ray Charles. You take Ray. He's you've messed up his take. <laughs> furious. My take. Fuck you! What do you want to talk about first, Steve? What's the well? Uh, you you brought up the Mario movie, and that is the new movie for this weekend. <laughs> Kids are lining up to go see their favorite Italian plumber, uh, their second favorite Italian plumber. What? Uh, don't forget, there's um, uh, Chet. Oh yeah, Chet. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Oh, Chet Hanks. Chet, Chet Hanks. That's yeah, right. He's he's the other. That makes sense. The other guy. It surpassed Frozen, I heard, right? Is that right? Ooh. Yeah, it, it made some biggest uh, opening ever big, for an animated movie. 204 million? Uh, 204 million domestic, 375 worldwide. Jesus Christ. Watch out, Jimmy Cameron. We're coming for you. Yo, and, and this this is this is a replayable film. People are gonna see this. Multiple. I kinda wanna see it again. I'm not gonna lie. People are gonna be pointing at the pictures on the walls and they're gonna say, hey! Somebody That's from Nintendo. You could, you could buy it. 
right now you can pre-order it, the digital version of it i've thinking about it i thought about uh i was thinking about not buying it but i was like man this is gonna look real pretty on my ultra 4k fu tv you know yeah, De- devin devin wants oh, it yeah. to be his oh yeah best i forgot you're that test. destiny guy i ran into on destiny whose name was lg 4 <laughs> yeah yeah hd 65 inch that was the guy's 120 hertz yeah qled damn devin that would be such a flat i would respect you more devin yeah that's that's what if you, if you just made all your usernames your television your stuff, <laughs> like the model the model number and everything like that's genius oh, it is genius the level of <laughs> idiocy though i like that would be impossible no way so I already did uh, did, you guys saw the mario and he made yes. a lot of money um <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry i don't mean to say it like that um <laughs> I who directed this? Do you guys know? Who, uh, John Cassavetes, Martin, I think. Martin, Martin Scorsese, I think. Uh, yeah, def, definitely. Was an um, advisor, I believe. You could tell I think it was the, somebody at Illumination. You can tell it's him. <laughs> Get Steve, uh, good one. Somebody at Illumination. I don't know. Uh, three. It was three directors. Uh, Aaron Horvath. Honestly, I thought his name was three. The way you said. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> three. The, the Wizards three. Um. Aaron Horvath, Michael Jelinek, and Pierre Ludic. Whoa. Ludic? And uh, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, listen, they got to have. They had Miyamoto breathing them their fucking I mean, Miyamoto was a producer. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? Maybe. Are you kidding me? All right. So, Aaron Horvath uh, directed Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Which okay. I'm personally which, a big fan of. Like that is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jelinek has never directed anything, I think, prior to this. Ooh, Mario. Uh, hey, he's, produced, he's produced a lot of like Batman animated movies, also Teen Titans Go. Okay. Uh, and then Pierre. Uh, let's see. He lots of animation. He, animation director for The Grinch. Uh, the the one that came out a few oh. years ago, Secret Life of Pets. He was an animator though, and I oh. guess he's like upgraded. I don't know. I wonder if there's like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Uh, the way animated film produce like uh, credits work. Out, <laughs> to be honest, but... the only people I know are are Logan Miller, really. That I can... yeah. and, and they're known and for him, Bird, you know and Brad Bird. But yeah, he went yeah, on and to the, make... the Pixar. <laughs> He, he went on to make real movies. <laughs> he made Mission Possible. I think he made real movies before, and then he made that. And oh, he, he did. He made Simpsons. He made Simpsons. He made the Simpsons, yeah. babe. That's a, that guy's a Simpsons writer. <laughs> uh, and then Matthew Fogel is the writer of Fogor from from Killer Instinct. Fogor, yeah. yeah. You, what, what are you going to tell? You going to tell me Spinal worked on this too? He's an incredible screenwriter. So you need to Spinal, yeah, Spinal. Fulgore knows how to write screenwriters. <laughs> Fulgore and Spinal working together. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to say this movie is fun. Um, it is a lot of great Nintendo nostalgia. Uh, but when a joke doesn't work and they beat it into your face a million times. What was the joke? 
Jeff. By the Dad end. sharpening his knife. Yeah, I would like to know. Yeah, what's so funny? What so, uh, into your face? Because I didn't really feel that way about it. The the luma, the luma that like is just like the uh like the really depressed death like but the first time i'm like that's really funny but then when it pops up at the end and i'm like oh my god just get out of here i get it saxophone maybe maybe i'm just desensitized to kids i'm just i'm just saying i'm just saying maybe i should have seen seen a masterpiece two days before this movie (laughs) what other joke what other jokes though steve um no like that's the thing like i think i think this movie's fun um i wish you talk about these jokes that they keep beating into your face i mean that's the thing i could i could i could list these things Uh, you know if you want to turn this into a discussion discussion (laughs) we can i'm just curious because i I, 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 like there's the thing like i understand you know mario doesn't like mushrooms that's fun at first i don't i thought that shit was fucking it's funny no i'm saying that when he was throwing it up over it's the, the thi- fucking rail, I th- yeah, I it's funny. I agree with you, but like they the didn't thing- show it again, Steve. They didn't show him throwing. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. But here's the thing, like you know, I get it. You really like the Mario movie. I liked it too. I really um, like that Mario movie as well. Actually, I, you know, I, I do, I, I do think, I do think a lot of this was trying to fit the most Mario into a movie, rather than letting a lot of things breathe in it story wise and script wise. Like oh, okay. so, I, basically, like Super Mario Odyssey is, has the same story. Like, like that's the thing because it's like I don't think we needed to have Mario Kart in this. I think it was fun, and I know that's oh, your favorite part. You're crazy, dude. No, no, no. But here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. Listen to me. I think that's a perfect sequel. I think that's a perfect sequel. Make that its own movie. Let it breathe. So you want a whole movie of them driving a fucking car around the track? Yeah, dude. Like, they made stupid. a whole cartoon make series it, called like, Wacky Races. Make it like Daisy <laughs> Thunder, like... and it's a guy who gets into a terrible accident. Know, like man. Mario gets in a horrible think, Mario Kart I think accident. the Mario Kart stuff. he doesn't want to go back. Place, and it was in there for like not even 10 minutes. I, no, but that's like but that's the thing, though. Like, Because like this movie is constantly jumping from like Mario thing to Mario thing to Mario thing to Mario thing. And it's it's not really letting... Safe bet for a Mario movie. Well, no, no. I mean, what I'm saying that, though, is it's like, I know you're trying to fit everything from every Mario game into the Mario movie. But, like, we're going to Donkey Kong Land. Let's go. We're going to have fun here. And then it's like, Oh, no, we're also doing Mario Kart. We're, we're like doing... These, these concepts are so, like, shallow in itself that, like, I feel like... Yeah, but, like, that's really some of the best go, stuff. Some of the best stuff really go that deep. Mario and Donkey Kong feuding. Like, that stuff is great. I love that. Like, Donkey if they really, Mario if they really the wanted to just mash everything movie. in, why didn't we see Wario and Waluigi? Why didn't we see Yoshi? Why do you why think I'm not saying fucking... that this movie's a marry? Because you don't get a Wario. Wait, but it sounds like you said you, you kind of feel like all they did was jump from Mario to Mario thing, but then, then you just said things. if they had more in it, you would, <laughs> it would, you would have called no, Mario. No, 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 no. What I'm no, I am. I'm sorry if I'm not communicating it good enough. But um, what I'm saying is, it's not letting those beats breathe. Like Donkey Kong and Mario having like such a great dynamic together, where they're like feuding their rivals their butting heads uh like that stuff was great when they're stuck inside the giant eel um like like you yeah. know there's a lot I mean, of I great see, stuff i see what you're saying characters. i see what you're saying but like i feel like the movie yeah like yeah they did try to fit a lot of mario stuff in there but that's because they should try to fit a bunch of mario i mean stuff i understand that like i don't well, think they should i don't I, think it's that deep 
I think it's a I, Mario movie. I think the Mario games are basically the it's the same formula in the Super Mario games, and they represented that perfectly in the movie. I think it's fine. Like I, I, I didn't go into this movie expecting to cry like Coco. Like I went to, into this movie expecting to have fun, like right. I do when I, I, I go yeah, into absolutely. Super Mario games. I'm having and fun. I, this movie was a was fucking perfect. It was a perfect Mario movie because it was just Mario. That's it. We had fucking. You know what? We had a bonus. We had Bowser with a fucking piano ballad to to Peach. I was have cackling. You, have you seen I was that cackling, music video? You know, I was cackling in the movie theater full of fucking five year olds. It was as it was as <laughs> that, that music you know video is and so my, good with Jack. My six year old nephew was fucking embarrassed of me, and I don't care <laughs> because I thought it was fucking hilarious. I still giggle with delight when I hear the song. Because Here's the it's deal, an though, incredible and, song. And this is an outside perspective because I didn't see this movie. I did not. I did not jump into the bandwagon and check this out with everybody. I, I think what Steve's trying to say. And I am a little biased. <laughs> I will completely admit that. <laughs> but what Steve's trying to say is it was a collection of like Easter eggs and things that were interesting, but it didn't feel like how a film's supposed to progress, you know, how character relationships are supposed to grow because they were trying to jam in a bunch of stuff. But the thing is they did they did have that stuff though, Chris. And like what I wanted to what I wanted to, to to convey is like the the cool part, the great part about this Mario movie is how they represented Mario. And they did allow Mario, the character, to breathe and develop into an amazing brother that looks out for his brother, who comes from an Italian family. He's afraid of letting his family down. He wants to make his family proud of him. Like he has very good family values. He doesn't fucking disrespect Peach. Like he actually, like he's you know they they even fleshed out Peach as a is a more of a character than she is in the game. That is no, that movie. is very true. That and like true. these are things that I think that these are things that are that enhance the Mario experience that you can't really get in a game without them veering off into you know. Well, I mean, I guess you can with the Super Mario RPG games or whatever. Like these are things about the movie that are like that are that I like vibed with and i thought yeah this, no, i i think all the, are, all the brooklyn stuff is like my favorite stuff in that movie like the mario family his father like being like yeah whatever mario come on like you come on dude just just go into the family business uh foreman spike from wrecking crew like all the brooklyn stuff is like top notch they go to the punch out pizzeria chris <laughs> oh, well, oh fuck me for not no too that. much mario I'm a piece oh, of so. shit no, no, but I mean, when I when I say too much Mario stuff, like no, I, I mean I, I, in the sense of like I think there's just like I would I because I know this is going to be like a trilogy, and like dude, it's going to be like I don't a want them to all slam movies. it into like, like six this movie, six so they have nothing for like a sequel or like a, a future thing. Like there's so much like the next movie, it's like yo, let's let's have a big Olympic sports tournament, and oh oh, Sonic shows up. What the hell? This guy sucks. <laughs> I thought I just thought I thought the movie was so much fun, and I like I want to watch it again. I think that's. I do want to point out that I did really like every movie I saw this week. I don't want anybody to think I'm just trying to give some critiques. <laughs> you got you got some criticism. I agree. No, but I mean, I got into it with a, a friend of mine on a no Discord about because he flat out thought it was bad, and he's like a huge Mario fan, and I'm like. Dude, what do you expect? It's a fucking movie about uh, right. Super all right, Mario. All right, like, all right, all right. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate that. I hate <laughs> that excuse. 
I hate it. I gotta, I gotta. Yeah, he's like, just because it's a kid's movie, it has to be bad. I hate, I hate your defense. I don't like it. I don't like when somebody, because I'll explain. It's the same (laughs) shit I got when I was talking about Cocaine Bear. It it doesn't. (laughs) For kids movies? No, 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 no. Not for kids (laughs) movies. Like, oh. oh, it's just a movie about a cocaine bear. Don't be so hard on it. No, I could be hard You're on it. You're not saying that, though. When it's not, when it's not a, a, a proper, well-made movie. Like, it still has to function. This was a, a properly film. well-made movie, though, Chris. Like, it okay. was fine. It was a All good right. movie. That's like, fine. I, but you can't but, but, say, like, oh, you can't be critical about it. You can be critical No, I'm not about saying you can't film. be critical about it. I'm saying, what do you expect? Because he said, like, this is, he's like fucking anime lord. Like, he hates, he hates Grave of the Fireflies, this guy. But he's well, a huge anime nerd. Dumb. Well, I mean, he has he has valid, I guess, valid reasons for it. But like, he's he's just that kind of guy. So okay. I was like, listen, dude, okay. like, you can't go in here expecting fucking, you know, like I I didn't go in here expecting Pixar or like Miyazaki, right? Yeah, like, I, I think like the like this movie is beautiful. Like Devin is one thousand percent correct. Where like this is a showpiece movie. If you're showing off a television, by the way. Okay, so it looks yeah. the animation is good. It looks great. It's crisp. Yeah, like what there's a scene. I was I was really excited because I wanted to be able to talk about the Mario oneer to you, but unfortunately there is a cut during it, and I was like, ah. Because the thing is, like, you don't you don't go into you don't play Super Mario sixty four or Super Mario Odyssey or Super Mario World expecting fucking Kino narrative. No, you don't. You play for gameplay. That's actually exactly. And exactly how I feel this movie represents really well is like showcasing super Mario and how much fun he is. I think your allusion to frozen was like kind of apt. This is like a better frozen. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like two brothers. I don't like frozen. So no, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a better frozen in the sense of like, you know, having it be more focused on like um, familial bonds, okay, uh, rather than like rom- romance. But, like no, there this, is romance Chris, there, Chris, but this like is the, Chris, it's this not is the as fucking, important. This is the story. The story is Mario and Luigi have a stable job at a big uh, plumbing firm, wrecking crew. A re- well, yeah, it's not really stable. They they're, they're well, I mean, it's a, it's a big spike. corporation where where they they have job security, I guess. And he broke off. And brought his brother with him to start their own plumbing business, and it's not doing well. And his family thinks that they're a failure, and that he dra- and he dragged his little brother Luigi down with him. Like that's that's the backbone of the of the Mario Brothers movie, which I think it's not that deep, but also mm-hmm. it's deep enough. I think where you kind of have enough for character motivations, and you know, room for Mario to grow as a character, at a ve- and even if it's a very minimal thing like you still have these good values he's not just a fucking dumb face on yeah. the tv screen some people are which some people are alluding to when and when they review the movie where they have no idea like you don't well i mean he's he's Mario like the uh the vaudevillian character george uh <laughs> i forget what that variety review said where they're like bowser oh, is in, oh. in uh was it Landon Barrymore or something? Yeah, Landon yeah. Barrymore. Like, what the hell, huh? That is the most out of touch review of, I think I've ever King read. King Koopa? <laughs> no, I, and I think, like, you know, my my six year old, and this is what's cool about it too. My six year old nephew who mm. wanted to see it, he doesn't really, he doesn't even play Mario. He watches me play, and he sees his picture around and sees him on youtube and stuff so he's into it so he wanted and he's in the sonic too he doesn't even play sonic and he loves the sonic movies so he wanted to see this 
he had no idea who Donkey Kong was before the movie. Oh, Donkey Kong cool. was his favorite character in the movie, and that's My pretty cool. Character. He's constantly flexing. I mean, it's it's cool because he had no idea who this character was, and now he has Donkey Kong on his list of favorite characters. It's like See, the that, Black I, Panther thing. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like, lay all my cards on the table here. Mm-hmm. I, I, the reason I ignored this movie, the reason why I'm I didn't see it, was sort of for your reasoning, John, because I feel like this movie is more so for getting younger audiences really interested in something that we love. That's what I okay. gathered from it. And to me, like to me at the end of the day, that's just pandering. I see that's that's where I I got to disagree with you. It's good for it's good for the younger guy who, who But it's it's also good are. for us because of the nostalgia hits. Like they included their commercial, the Mario Brothers commercial, they used the song from the original TV show, the rap song. Okay, well, that's I listen. And I'm, you have no idea, like it's like like that stuff makes me happy. Like it's just, I mean, yeah, maybe they're fucking, they're cheating with n- nostalgia or whatever. But like, it's <laughs> it's cool though. Like, I mean, they, they did. Did you hate Resident Evil Four remake, Chris? Oh, absolutely. Because they not. cheated with nostalgia in that game. But, like, I think the difference is <laughs> it's, it's 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 not a film. Like, it's something that I can interact with, and there's something right, okay. like I keep saying about Resident Evil Four. There's two things that really sell it for me. It's atmosphere and the gameplay. Like the gameplay right. makes you fucking scared. The atmosphere in Mario is very Mario. <laughs> Mario it is. Movie. It is very Mario. Honestly, like, it, like I'm happy that they they like like my nephew's like vision of Mario, his idea of what Mario is, isn't different than mine who's who i who've played the game for for 25 years right yeah at least it's not the original 90s and that's, movie. My, and that's my whole thing like it's like <laughs> well yeah i mean it's not a, it's not a high bar to jump over <laughs> high bar, yeah. i mean well I, I some websites know. say it's worse than the original movie in every way and uh, that's foolish that's so people Devin, what should did be you put think, in a camp did you think it was better or right. Devin Ensley, did you think it was better or worse than the sonic movies that stuff. Um, I would say they probably are better than both Sonic movies. Whoa! Wow! Really? Both visually, because like the okay, Sonic okay. movie, the Sonic movie really is aimed towards like little kids, like little kids. The I mean, part I that I feel, that. yeah, but like I, the Mario movie felt a little bit more comfortable sure. with I mean, where when, it was kills bowser with a gun yeah well i'm just saying like it felt like more comfortable with where it was right and just in terms of tone where the sonic movies like hey here's sonic and you're like cool sonic and then there's the human real action actor element His name's like, james martin okay bastard he's got a name <laughs> He's got and a then, name yeah, and then there's and then there's like the super kitty moments where it's like him and Tails are gonna do a dance off in a biker bar, and they're both just yeah, like, that, you know, it's, like, it's like I'm like, this is for like fucking yeah. The, the I, I kind of agree. Kids. I agree yeah, in I the sense agree. of like the Mario movie feels like it's a Mario movie, while the Sonic movies feel like it's a movie with Sonic in it. It's a movie with Sonic in it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and I think that's a lot of that is because Sonic's not a full animation. I feel wow. like uh, I'm calling well, Sega. I'm telling them. I mean, honestly, uh, there's you're going to tell me any of the good parts in that. But like, there's one good part, and it's Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik. Um, everything else, and you could just add a 
voice. You could have just had him just do a really good, you know, animation style of of that character, right? Right. You think but Sega's like, kind of kicking himself, being like, "Oh, if we fully CG'd, yeah, Steve, they well, uh, Steve, they made so much goddamn money off those movies. They don't care." No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I suppose yeah. not. But I now it's like, you, you killed us again, Nintendo. <laughs> you fucked. Um, also, it, and it, yeah, it's just I, I think this movie is just uh, there's a better, it's better structured just across the board. Uh, there's not like 40 minutes of a movie where I can be like, you just remove all of this and it's a better movie. I think there uh, are moments where you could tighten it up a little bit. I mean, sure, like here or there, but I'm like. There's an entire weird subplot in the second Sonic movie. It's like you none of this needs to be here. You're talking like about the, like the, the wedding. wedding? Yeah, all the <laughs> wedding signs. Like, what is this, dude? Yeah. And all you need to know is he becomes fucking supersonic and Knuckles is in it. And you're like, this is all great. And then there's like a wedding subplot. It's so stupid. It is so dumb. What about but, the wedding in the Mario movie though? I wish it happened. Is all I'm gonna say. Chris, did you at least hear Jack Black's Peaches song though? Yeah, that really I, I heard that on YouTube. Yeah, hold on. Let That's me find the good. wait, you saw the music video? I saw the music video, yeah. I the music it. video is so fun. So good, like, I, I cannot who doesn't like Jack Black? Yeah. He's he's so, he's great in this. I think Chris Pratt's fine. Uh, I think Charlie really, Day's fine. Really Yo, yo Devin, what the heck was that? Where apparently he had done a whole <laughs> run yeah. as James Gandolfini as Mario. Yeah, apparently when he was like working on the voice, his voice sounded a little bit more like Tony Soprano, and they're like, Ooh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah it, that was the first this version of this movie. Just I don't know if it's a whole thing, but like oh, they were God, just like, yeah, can we can we try a little less Jersey? I think that's what they kept saying. Damn. Uh you know. I want it. Come on, give me, give me, give me the Brooklyn, run. Yeah, give me Brooklyn fucking yeah. North Jersey. But uh, I, I mean, like Steve, I think you're crazy to say that the 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 cart scene shouldn't have been in this movie because awesome. it's no, the best no, part of the movie. I I know, it but it's so like you gave me you gave me like. A, a five to ten minute sequence It'll be back. that could have been no i don't want it to be back because you blew no. it already you wasted Why? you did no, that's the that's that's, that's the spin-off that's, movie baby yeah, that, they're no, established that's how the hockey if wait, they wait, keep wait, if they keep going back to the cart well then it's just going to be we, we're doing oh the cart thing again. we're doing the cart thing again steve's absolutely right they're never going to spin off chris you didn't watch are you kidding me they're never going to do it no it's going to be a donkey kong movie there's going to be character chris there's, Chris, they, you have a head wound if you don't think this is going to be not. There's going to be three different spinoffs. Be, no, yeah. I, I don't deny that, but I don't think it's going to go directly into a Mario Kart. I'm not saying directly, but like you watch this movie, and Chris, this is like what you're talking about, what you hate about it, right? Because I see this movie and I'm like, there's your Donkey Kong spinoff, yeah, there's no, your Mario Kart no, spinoff, no, there's no, your no, Bowser spinoff. They're going to do character based spinoffs. That's I, I totally agree with that. That'll be first before anything. Sure, but like you're still gonna get a Mario Kart movie. It's it's on Mad Dude. It's a Mad Max waiting to happen. Oh man, it's a Fury Road. That's that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying though. And like I know you're saying like it's gonna spin off, but it's like even if it doesn't, what if we never get it again? It's still the best part of this movie, and it's a great sequence. Yeah, but it could have been better. Dude, it could have been an anime tournament. 
Can you tell me where it's like, we're, do, we're, we're, they can have, still do you that. You have to win so the wait, So you're saying they're not allowed to do that now because they already, I'm, blew I'm, their yeah, yeah. Is it, is that, it, um, that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm saying that that's a, that those, those balls aren't as filled now, man. I'm sorry. I, I mean, know, I man. think there's a lot of room for Mario. I think Kart. it's, I yeah. think it's, it's very weird to go to Donkey Kong land and make Donkey Kong land Mario Kart land. Why? I don't know why they, monkeys can't drive. Also, cars. Cranky Kong? Hmm. Are you him, serious, they bro? They didn't do him justice. Fred you're crazy. Armisen, right, now you're just, now you're just being, now you're yeah, just this is this is a nitpicky. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to nitpick. I mean, you're you're allowed allowed right. Just, right. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How are my, how are my valid complaints nitpicking as well as you my said? Craig Kong didn't do it for me. Come on. Yeah, list of problems. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the guys are sucking this dick. You're sucking this movie's dick. Yeah. Ah, you're. I think Steve's sucking Chris's dick a little bit too much. I'm not fucking Chris. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Chris, how's your Chris dick feel? How wet is your dick, Chris? Yeah, you gotta be the judge. First of all, I'm podcasting. It's always hard. <laughs> <laughs> is it wet? That's it the real question. It's wet and hard. It always is. I, uh... so, man, I have I have the golden sale in Super Mario Odyssey, so my opinion <laughs> of the Mario movie is worth more sure, than, go than for everybody else. Absolutely. I just, I, I just think it's I just think it's very funny. Where like I can I can give it the smallest critique and you guys are like, well you better fucking fight for your life on this one, motherfucker. We're going we're going to town for the Mario movie. But it's like you said you said every joke they tried to beat of, into your I face wish, and then and then you mentioned one little joke and then that was I it. wish the Mario Kart scene was made for a Mario Kart movie like sequel. You can still have it, Steve. I don't. Yeah, know but you came at my neck, Steve. Steve well, because it's the best part of the film. Steve did not compare Bowser to Lionel Barrymore. All right, he he's making <laughs> valid criticism. I think he's uh, I think he's more of a <laughs> classical Shakespearean uh, uh, tragedy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I listen. I, I'm the worst person to talk about this. I completely admit. I'm being honest with you guys. I, I I there's a distinct chance I'm going to hate this movie. I hope you understand that. If yeah, you no, Chris, hate you know, it, I, I think you're insane. Chris, you're going to hate this movie. I know. I don't know if Chris, I, know. I honestly don't think Chris would hate this movie. Hate? Hate? I, I, I don't know. There's a distinct chance. Think, there's a, there's a movie, in, there's a movie I know Chris is going to love. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and this is my segue. It's the Mario's. Oh, okay. It's the Mario's sequel. <laughs> And that's the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, what? this stupid fucking this commercial of a movie that's just that's just trying to get kids to play Dungeons and Dragons. Fuck this! This is fucking terrible. Oh my god! I'll never I'll never watch this movie. Listen, I'll say this, Chris. You weren't here last week. I saw the movie uh, last week. I said this was my certified first yeah, certified good sit of the year. Of the year. Yeah, first good sit of the year. Listen. It's it's valid. It's very valid, Chris. I didn't expect to like this movie as much as I did. Okay, but right. li- it, like a lot of a lot of the universe is like one hundred percent serious. Like it takes itself very serious, and the party that you kind of follow is very much in like. Uh, and Devin said this last week, where the party that you follow in the story is very much like role play, where it'll be like they're serious about the things, their goals. But like the way they go about it is very much like, you know, having a good time and like murder, it, it, like the Mario movie. It's not right. really murder hobo-ish. It's more in the sense of um, <laughs> like, you know, we're doing silly things and like our actions are big and like, um, um, like huge stakes, like 
it's a big heist movie to describe uh, to put it in the word Kevin did. Well, so um, this is this is my this is the way I, I handle D and D, and this is a, yeah. this is the reason why I wait. I you didn't watch it, it, Chris? No, I didn't. See, I didn't. Are see you? It. Chris said I would rather eat glass. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to watch a commercial movie? Hold on, hold on. This is my this is my my reasoning behind why I didn't want to see this. I I love role playing. I love it. I think it's. One of the coolest things I've ever really got into. It's one of my favorite hobbies. It's up there with watching movies and playing video games. I like D and D. I don't love it. I, I oh don't... yeah, you don't like D and D, the product. You like I, I really just don't role playing in general. Right. I love right, role right, playing. Right. Like and and that's where I kind of head. My head hits the pavement here with this. And I, I think that like this movie is more of just like fantasy heist movie. That just has like D and D things in it, okay. Um, right. And it's like it's kind of interesting because they don't go with like the heavy D and D things. Like you know, it's not like here's a beholder, here's a mind flayer. Like um, no, no you remember when we fought? No, you remember when we fought the um, displacer beast, Chris? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a big scene where like they have to go through a maze while being chased by displacer beast. Okay. And I'm like, it like, it's like the set pieces are really exciting. Um, like it is, it is like appropriately funny when it's trying to be funny. Um, cause there's like a paladin character and the paladin character is 100% serious. Okay. okay. And it, it's to the point where it's like, there's a point where like, he's like, I must be going now. And like it, um, like it's just like uh, it's a ton of fun. And like I think when you see this movie, Chris, you're gonna be like, you know what? I did have a good time with that. All right, all right, yeah. You know, um, I'm also like really, I'm really light on like fantasy nowadays. I, I feel you. Like, no, I, I feel you. Uh, like I, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna just sort of like um, see this and be like, you know what? That was that was a fun movie to see at home. And yeah, like, it was a good, it was a good time. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. I kind of hope I, I get. From both of these films you talk about, I get that experience. That's what I was. That's the best case scenario for me, right? Yeah. I, I sit at home, I watch these movies on my giant TV. They look great, and I forget my life for four hours. You know, like yeah. that's what it's for. Escape. I feel like the, how long is the D and D movie? I feel like it was pretty short. Mario was like ninety minutes. I think D and D was like one one forty, maybe, maybe. Uh, Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two fourteen. So not like a three hour movie. None of um, the, none of the movies that I saw. Moves, like, moves. I was cool. like, I was like, these were all like movies that like I would love to get more of. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, like they never like paced. wore out their welcome. The good good pacing. Good mm-hmm. like not doesn't slow down. Like you yeah. Okay. All right. I understand. Yeah, like that's that's kind of like I, I I'm really I was really hesitant to spend money on it. That's kind of where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. Like, cause like I know I probably like it, and same thing goes with Mario. If I'm honest, I know I'd like it. I don't know if I want to spend. You just bullied Chris into admitting that he'd like it now. I I I'm not <laughs> listen. I'm not like I'm not beyond nostalgia. I, I I have a heart, and I am I was a child, and I understand these things, but like. There's also that part of me that listen. I, I Glani and Chill broke something inside of me. Like, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I watched my third Underworld movie, like it's, I changed. Oh I changed. man, he didn't even get to the fucking Twilight. 
movie. Yeah, the Twilight punishment that we have in store. Don't even say that. I am not. There's so many. There's people that have asked me to watch those, and I'm like, why? 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 Like, why not? Listen, come on, baseball team, Chris. There's there's a level of the formula that I've just I felt like I've been exposed to for so long, and I'm just fucking sick and tired of it. And I worry when I go to see some of these movies that that's what I'm going to get, and I'm just my brain's going to shut off, and I'm going to die. <laughs> Chris just doesn't want hit himself to have a stroke and have the last movie he sees be like Underworld, <laughs> Underworld Three. Oh that would be the fucking worst case scenario for Chris. Whatever oh. movie's your last movie, Chris, we bury you with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. You know, no. we're gonna, gonna put a Blu-ray it. copy of Underworld. 3. You know, it's, Steve, it's gonna be Roadhouse. Yeah, the new the new remake. The, the remake with all the oh, dude. oh no! Or he's really good at it. I'm yeah. gonna die. I'm gonna die watching that. And it was his favorite there. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I'm. I think I'll handle these films better. Like I'll be less biased if I'm just sitting at home watching them. That's another thing. Like, I feel like spending 20 bucks to go see these. I, I just get really critical. I, I can't help it. Like, it's money out of my pocket. Like my mom when she goes to the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like, how did you find your food? It's like a little dry. It's like, it's the waiter. Come on. You know what it's, it is? Like, Devin, that's a good That's a good comparison. It's like Ooh. going to a restaurant. It's like when Gordon Ramsay goes to a, a, a restaurant in Kitchen Nightmares and he gets frozen food. Like, I, I, I don't want ha- to eat something I can make myself. Not to say that I can make a Super Mario Brothers movie, but yeah, like, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I, I, might be pretty hard to make. A different way to say it. I don't want to have something I've had a million times. Yeah, okay. That's that's where I'm at, and and uh, you know, it it colors my my enjoyment and my participation in these films. Like that's that's really what it comes down to. Well, when so, the Donkey Kong movie comes out. And the whole setup is Diddy Kong racing because it makes sense with the world that they live in as opposed to what we were saying. Oh, and you yeah. can watch that. John, I'll be honest. If there's a Wario, Wario movie, I'm, I'm probably sold. I mean, yeah. I was kind of hoping that they put them in there, but maybe they're uh, saving that for... It would have been a perfect stuff. movie if I had Wario. The entire time I was making Wario references because Devin, when we saw the Mario movie, Devin was the grossest person. Yeah, <laughs> I could not stop farting. He was Actually, farting. He I had farted. To I farted in the like on the way to the theater, and it was so bad that I immediately had to shit as soon as I like got to my seat. And it yeah. was like I kept saying, it was hey, a Wario, process. Big Wario energy coming out of yeah, you. Yeah, like yeah. BWE, baby. Yeah. Seven. Did you poop during the movie? No. It was like we we got there. I, I farted, and then like when we sat down, I was like. Holy shit, like literally, like I was like, this is bad. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, because you guys went out to eat because you usually show up to a movie like way into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we got there in time, but I had to poop and I missed like two trailers. With the amount of trailers there are nowadays, you could could legit just have a monster. AMC, if you're going to see an AMC movie, you have at least 26 minutes. Dude, Nicole Kidman, she's a a poop guard for you. She's a poop guard. She lets you poop. And I love, I will never get over it, 
But anytime people think the movie's going to start and then Nicole Kidman shows up and Nicole you just feel... Kidman's dumb just, heel slams into a puddle. Yeah, you just feel the energy, just the air leave the room a little bit. Um, they, oh, the air oh. leaves the room because they're, they're in shock. That's, that's something I want to talk about that I hate. I hate pre-movie pandering. Yeah, you don't like that? You don't oh, like that? coming to see this movie. When, this, yeah, this when, yeah, when I saw the D&D oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, they had that, yeah. It yeah, felt strange. like they were like, hey, you guys are the real heroes. Oh, we're going to see a movie oh, in a theater. And I was like, uh, what? Like, let me watch the movie. Devin, get said, out of hey, way. we all get kickbacks from this. So thanks Devin, for paying us. Do you, do you like, remember when we went to go see The Quiet? plays part two and john krasinski came on the screen he's like i just want to thank you for being here <laughs> i do remember that yeah did he do his gym mind. face afterwards he, well, he was mugging because he's talking to the camera the whole time and yeah. like it, this was this was during covid so it was like i guess it, it made sense was, during covid yeah yeah i guess it, it was, was like hey it, thanks bro. like did they're it, trying to yeah. listen i'll be honest i don't i don't mind that stuff everybody by coming out to make uh, pay for my vacation thanks for and, killing your grandmother and he, Caicos. he shrugged at the camera and then i saw the beginning of quiet place part two where people get ripped to shreds and i was just like wow this is a weird world I, it was it was weird that he said the real monster is the people who don't see movies in theaters. Like, that was the weirdest part. Like, the like, real monsters are those people that just get the shot and they don't know what's in it. God, whoa, God, I didn't come on. Oh God, <laughs> you don't know what's in that thing. <laughs> Ten gonna, minutes he talks. It's going to turn Ten you minutes. into one of those monsters in this movie. Give you a heads up. But like it really kind of just like it pulls me out of movie mode because it's like a bunch I of people being like, that, yeah. hey, guess what? You're seeing something fake. It's like, I know I'm seeing something fake, but like, I don't need to see all the actors. Like, you, you know what? Dude? It ruins the immersion. Yeah, it's not a Broadway production. It's like, not a Broadway to, production. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to come out before the movie and fucking have a have a fucking hat hat tip with applause exactly because like, it's like you know i'm seeing a movie i'm not seeing like people doing their best to entertain a live right. audience yeah okay so steve <laughs> uh you said you watched uh super mario brothers you watched uh the new dungeon dragons film what was the third movie that third one was i rewatched the puss in boots last wish <laughs> in theaters oh, wait, you what? oh you have to mfk everything afterwards yeah wait yeah. wait wait wait, wait, wait. Uh, you didn't see yeah. this for the first time in theaters you're saying no because i thought it wasn't still in theaters yeah, i watched so it, loved it and then i loved it and i was like that movie is so pretty that movie is on a level of uh into the spider verse style Bro. visuals Whoa. where i had to see it in theaters Okay. Like when I fe- when I was googling the actors in it, it was like, "Hey, this is still playing by you." And I'm like, "What? What? That movie came Can't out in see. December." You full sent it. You Dude, saw I the movie already. It. it was that good that I was like, "I have Shit. to see her." Is it the same director that did both? Because I like people are saying it's almost I like a completely different. I don't movie. know, but like, is it better is it better than Paddington too? No, oh, fuck that. I I, I I I would say you know we oh. might be on a similar level. Steve's but... playing that note that song. I I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say that because Paddington Two is a masterpiece. It's the best movie ever made. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the numbers. Pay for Harvey Weinstein's uh, <laughs> uh boat, Weinstein's right? Yacht. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he, he has a boat named the Paddington. So, <laughs> named the Dark Peru. He named there's the there's dark a, Peru. 11 years that separates the, the sequel. And the yeah. Sequel. 11 years. That's a long time. That's it an is. old cat, dude. That sounds like a cash old. grab to me. That's what I think. It's <laughs> not a passion project. Dude. You they didn't make are... this because they wanted to. They wanted to just make a. Dude, they wanted to pay for. It's a different that director. Movie's got, yeah. That movie's got that movie's got the, the most passion in it. Different yeah. director. Holy smokes! Yeah. Different director. That that means Florence Pugh is in it. Oh well, there. Oh well. I believe oh, it is well. the last performance of um of her career. Really? No, 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 not Florence Pugh. I'm trying to remember the actor uh, uh, from um, Harry Potter who played um. Uh, Hagrid. Oh, oh, Hagrid. Yeah. Coltrane? Oh, right? oh no. Uh, Hagrid. Oh, rest in peace, Hagrid. Yeah, no, but is, is, I thought his name was like something Coltrane. It, you're right. Uh, uh, oh, maybe that is someone else. I was thinking of Snape. Oh, oh well, I died too. Yeah. He died a long time ago, though. Yeah, uh, James Gandolfini, right? Last performance. He was naming dead actors now. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Dead. I am dead. No he's one is dead. dead in this movie, and I thought. John Mulaney. Oh, okay. So this actor. movie is so good that it brought another actor back to life to voice the character. <laughs> <laughs> I did, thought did they okay, bring so somebody I, back with AI voice. I thought I thought Ray Winstone was Robbie Coltrane. Oh, oh I kinda, okay. I kind of goofed up. I kind of goofed up there. Nice never work, mind. Nice never work. mind. My bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, that that movie is an absolute blast. You know what's funny? It's on um. What, what service is it on? Peacock. Uh, it's on Peacock. Really. It's on Peacock, yeah. No shit. The second one? Yep. The second one, the new one. And it's still in theaters. Still in theaters. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to find. I tried to find it around me. I couldn't find it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, I did watch some of the first Puss in Boots because you guys were talking about how good the second one was. And it's pretty good. Like, I, I was really enjoying it. But this seems like a totally different, totally different puss. Chris, oh. watch, Chris watched the porn version by accident called <laughs> Pussy Butts. Pussy oh, Pussy Butts. Pussy butts. Yeah. <laughs> But, and he thought it was pretty good. So yeah, yeah, the source material is good. A lot too. of fucking in that movie, and I liked it. A lot of puss and butts. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh so Steve, you you gave your three films. Uh, puss and Boots. You you saw you saw this is you saw it before anyway. I I saw it on Saturday, and then I saw it Monday in theaters. Oh well, okay, same week. Yeah, so it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. What's your uh, what's your rating here? I'm scared now. Scared now. All right. Puss in Boots, Mary. Dungeons and Dragons is the fuck. Oh, um, unfortunately, on. Mario is the kill. That is. Oh! 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 I think they're all really two good movies. Three, two of the I think three. They're all I like really good movies, but I like I think... Mario more than Puss. Uh, Puss. I like Mario more. Wow! Than you haven't even seen Puss in Boots. No, I'm... can't believe they gave up the spinoff for Puss in Boots. <laughs> It gave it away. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you, what do you, guys, Devin, Devin, and John? What are your ratings for? Dude, Mario? I, th- I Mario? thought Mary, Mario was a Mary. Mario was Mary. Mary, yo, that's pretty yeah. good. That's yeah. a pretty good. Headline. I was, uh, I, I saw this, and uh, to me, the one of my favorite parts that we didn't talk about was like the music. I think the music in this movie, Mario <laughs> specifically, oh, amazing. The whole thing is one of the They cut uh, a really good Donkey Kong. Sound, soundtrack song from the from the driving section to put in "Aha, Take on Me," yeah, which yeah. a lot of people are pretty 
pretty upset about because the, yeah, because when the, the other Donkey songs Kong track in, it actually fucking bangs. Like that song is lit. It's Ooh. it's funny because the people complaining about that scene are younger. Okay, so they don't know what that song is. is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah like the yeah. like the complaints online I've seen about the uh, the scene. They're like. What is this 80s trash doing? <laughs> I mean, Whoa. not for nothing, but it, it's like, <laughs> what is our, what is this 80s trash doing at our 80s character movie? <laughs> when, when the 80s trash does come on, though, it, it kind of loses it a bit because the well, rest of the music is so good. But for me, though, the music is what pushes it into a Mary. There's so many beautiful yeah. Koji Kondo like renditions. God, yeah, it's all so good, dude. Yeah. Like they that's the play, like, dude, they it, even played the Mario Galaxy song in, in the end credits. Mm-hmm. The song mm-hmm. that gets me all teary eyed in the in the donkey video uh, review of Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's like I, I mean it's nostalgia cheating again, but like I didn't play the I don't new, fucking new care. Like, City song, the movie made me feel good. They they play the um the Mario Odyssey um really. What is the one the 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 Steamwork Garden? What the heck is the name of that level, John? Uh, With the like one that's like a Beach Boys track. Yeah. yeah, like that that is that is in like one of the tracks, and I'm like, oh, this is. Yeah, they they did Koji yeah, Kondo. So well, good. like, man, yeah, I was gonna say like my one, my one kind of nit, not nitpick, but my one uh, little baby disappointment was there was no Cappy. I was hoping there was gonna be a Cappy. Oh, I would have loved a Cappy. I was, I I was know, that, a little disappointed by that. the end credit, like Stinger. Like I was it. kind of brought. I was I'm kind curious. of. I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, about you guys about it because they showed a Yoshi. They have the scene with the Yoshis Kingdom. running in the background. So, yeah. so like, was that Yoshi egg in, in the Stinger? Was was that under like was it that in Brooklyn? That's in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I that's that's that, where that's the that underground in Brooklyn. Is that a reference to the original Mario movie? <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe who knows just a little fucking monster a fucking just, green monster in there point though is it, it should have been wario it should have been wario it farting. should have been wario farting like remember in the Planet of the apes when Co- you hear koba surviving right? oh they should have done that. Of that it's just black and you just hear him farting and going, no, but we, we all know wario is going to be the bad guy of the second one right if it's not, they have fucking, to. it's that or he's, it's the big sword from super mario rpg and then gino's in it no, they saved that yeah. for the third one. The oh. third movie is where they go completely. That's but how my, they boost my last question wishes. is: Do they do they go all serious and try to kino up Zelda, or do they like what are they going to do? Because that that's going to be the real test. Because they kind of like they what don't they have say? the cushion of of just making has, a kids like, movie Netflix, for right? like Mario. Yeah, well, you know? they could really fuck is Zelda. That, up, is that in development? As it, as they, didn't they mention it that they Netflix, Netflix doing something right? on it? Yeah, but uh, bad, what's weird is like the cast was saying they want to see a Metroid crossover. Which oh my god, my no. mind. Wait, the cast was saying Metroid. Yeah, they were like, ah, oh, they should do a Metroid Mario movie, and I was like, you know how I don't you do think that? these guys play video games, but Smash you Brothers? do it. You, you do it with oh, well, Smash. I don't know. Yeah, you do there's that. your other spinoff. I don't know how you do that. A big fighting be... tournament, yeah, like, like a, combat. a giant hand. That would be kind of fun. There's a lot of people saying that that's what they thought the credit sequence was going to be the giant hand coming. Also, down. the Tanuki suit was great, but he didn't turn. Yeah, they didn't. Well, Mario. They, 
So you didn't call it a tanuki suit either. No, they called it. Well, that's the thing. It's the tanuki suit, but they called it the raccoon suit, and they're two totally different things. So come on, guys. Fair though, that is what I called it. I called it the raccoon suit as a child. So the the raccoon suit is where it's just the ears and the tail. You guys know that. And then and you say they tried to, to stuff too much Mario stuff in it, but I was expecting a frog suit when they were. In the, oh. in the water, and they and we didn't get a frog suit. So. The frog Wait, suit, the frog suit should have been during the Donkey Kong okay. fight. Wait, there's that also, should have been the cat suit. There's also this, even though nah, Steve, the cat suit was great. Cat suit's great, but I kind of wish it was the frog suit. Even though people, Steve... People are triggered by the cat suit because they didn't know that Mario... Wait, wait, wait. Does anybody jump into a giant boot? Does somebody... Guess you gotta see it. Guess you gotta see it, Chris. Oh, no, Devin, come on! <laughs> Uh, I listen. Even though I got to disagree with you, I got to disagree with you, Steve. I was fucking dying laughing when Mario was throwing up the mushrooms. Because no, 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 that's the that's the thing. Like, like (laughs) early on, like those jokes, those jokes hit. Like the Loomis jokes hit. The the Mario not liking mushrooms on his pasta. I love I love the Mario. Right. So 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 Chris, if this doesn't get you to want to at least want to give it a shot, then then you don't have to see the movie. But Donkey Kong gets a Fire Flower power up in in the movie. It's pretty sick. It's so, pretty sick. so I don't know, like that. If I don't know if that entices you a little bit, but and and Rage wait, Against the Machine's he, killing in the name of plays. Wait, during does, it. when he gets the Fire Flower, does that's he not get, true. That's does he get a pair of overalls? No, no he, uh, his, his pie, pie, his pie white. goes white. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, it's tasteful. It's tasteful. Wait. Wait. And, and also, also. <laughs> <It's tasteful. laughs> It's faithful. It's classy. It's classy. Listen, also, even though Steve gave it a kill, it's a 57. No, hold on. No, no, no. In the three films I saw this week, oh fool. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, all I'm hearing is Steve Gaze on its, kill. On, its, on, its own, on, its, on its own. If you are a Nintendo fan, it is a marry. If you are not, I would say it's probably a fuck for you. Okay. Well, the point being is that it is a uh, rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is insane. Fifty-seven uh, percent. Yeah, I think, I think critics went way hard on this. Yeah, they went hard. unnecessarily rough on this movie. I, I don't. Chris. Devin, I think. Well, Chris too. Bonnie went way rough <laughs> on this. When, when Bowser start when they start playing the piano music, and then you see Bowser's hands playing the piano. Oh my I God. started dying laughing, and I was the only one laughing. <laughs> and when he started singing the Peach song, I'm getting, I'm laughing right now thinking about it because I thought it was the fucking funniest thing. I was might world. be the best character in this movie. I think he's, I was yeah. a, so no, good. you guys don't understand. Like I was like, when was the last time I laughed that hard at a movie? I can't even remember last. <laughs> when time was I the last time I laughed? Wait, what? so you said you said your nephew was in, was he like Uncle John Stone? Well, like, like, I kept looking at him. He, he looked at me like I, like I was a fucking psychopath because. Did he like he put his hand up? Really as funny. His hand up by his face. He's like, I don't know this guy. Then, I don't know this man. And then fucking. And then That's the bad the, guy, Uncle John. On the ride home, he's like, "Oh, can we listen to the music from the Mario movie?" I was like, "Oh yeah, we can." And I just reaches <laughs> on, and he's like, "Not this one." I'm like, "No, we gotta listen to this one. This no, it's on the soundtrack. You weren't specific." <laughs> yeah. Did you see the interview with Jack Black about it? He said he didn't want to do a song because he's like protective of. That oh, part like, of his of his career is like like because music he doesn't want to yeah, yeah. he wouldn't want to do a, a music in a movie unless it would, they were upfront about it and it, and the movie was about it. 
But he's like, then they right. threw this these lyrics at me, and <laughs> he's like, he's like, I have to. Does Jack he's Black like, sing with his voice or with the? No, dude, just it's, listen. It's, just listen to the song. Pretty... I'll send you the link later, Chris. Just yeah, you just yeah, gotta yeah. listen to the song. Maybe yeah. maybe it's... I like I did listen to the video. He does. Sound it's awesome. killer, dude. Yeah, it's Jack, it's, it's just basically killer. Jack Black singing about peaches. It's ten, it's a tenacious yeah. D song. That's what. It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thinking about I, I wish Thinking Kyle Gass showed up as a coo- as like a, a little, little guitar. <laughs> yeah. as like Petey Ferrara or dude. Like, because he's like playing the right notes on the piano too. Like, but mm. like just with his nails because mm. his his fingers are too big. Because yeah. and he also he also plays the <laughs> the the cast the underground theme. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, playing come jam with me. Do 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 do. And I was like, I fucking love this movie. I was like, yes. And then I started dying again when they played it after the cre- the mid credit scene. <laughs> I was like, because I was waiting for you to, to, Steve, I was waiting for you to tell me that that joke was beat into your face and I was going to actually one? beat you in, in the face. Which well, joke? Because they, they brought the the Peaches song back in the mid credits. Oh, no, no, no. Dude, the Peaches song. I was is, waiting for you to oh, say that. Tremendous. That's why I was like, All right, what other jokes, Steve? John would have found Same. Ebola in a squirt gun. Honestly, honestly, honestly the, num- the number one, the number one joke that is like beat in is that Luma. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. And the, like, the thing like, is, like, I think once once that Luma makes that joke, that was it shouldn't have been in the trailers too. I think it's I think it's strategically placed in there to keep the parents from falling asleep because, but it's just not it's not like a great joke, but it's a joke that only like the adults would get. I think you need to make it like more morbid because it's like once he makes that thing where it's like death will be our final release. Like that's that's the one where you're like, oh, my God. But then when it like tries to do more, I'm like, "Ah, it's not as dark, dude. You got to you got to go grimmer, dude. Yeah, you have to turn I mean, into Diablo. <laughs> I mean, that for, for me, that that was the one joke where I was like, because I think it's like four or five times, you know. And yeah. I was like, All yeah. right, okay. yep. But those are that, that that screen time we could have got. For Wario, yeah, but the, the payoff with Luigi was fucking sweet. Oh like, my god, dude! Like it's the, so yeah, good, dude. Like was. I love that. Luigi shit. becomes Captain America at the end of the movie, and it's I kind awesome. of love it. And like I love <laughs> the whole dynamic of Charlie like, just him being his brother's shadow. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. fantastic. And he I mean, has they, his they flash little, back, they little, little moment. Chris, they too, flash yeah. back to Luigi getting bullied at school and Mario fucking beating the bully up. Like that's wow. Oh, yeah, it's cool. They, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, and like the, 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 and it's not like, good. yeah, it's not like he's they're saving the princess. It's they're they're trying to save Luigi because the, him and Mario and Luigi go into a warp pipe and they get separated. And Mario goes to Mushroom Kingdom and Luigi basically goes to fucking hell. Like he basically lands <laughs> lands in hell and they're like, oh god, he's gonna die if we don't go and save him. He, so the whole he rounds and he lands in Elden Springs. <laughs> yeah, it's basically fucking. He it's, Caleb. It's, yeah, yeah he, goes he lands at Kalid. He lands at Kalid. <laughs> it was like when I landed in Kalid, and Amir was like, "John, you shouldn't be there because you're just gonna die." Like that's basically what they were saying about Luigi being there. So, like, he didn't have his vacuum. I love it, man. I love that. Yeah, like he looks out for his brother, who, and he also like you know doesn't overdo it. Well, I mean, maybe he does because he kind of dragged his brother into starting a business that. Didn't do too yeah, long, but like but... they're really good plumbers. They just started though. They just gave up. Yeah, they are. If if there was if there wasn't an evil dog, 
they would have been fine. That's dog. Secret Life of Pets dog. I can tell you this without seeing it. I mean, if Mario wouldn't have pushed Luigi, they wouldn't have had a company because Luigi's just you know he's a shy guy. He's not going to do it. So it's good. Mario is the uh, the 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 force. He gets Luigi out of his. uh, There was also like a dad. There was a dad sitting next to me on the other side of my nephew who didn't think the peach song was nearly like infinitesimally as funny as what is how i thought how funny i thought it was like dude i was i was literally steve's alternate life like my belly hurt that's how hard i was laughing like my belly hurt um well fellas uh before i wanted to jump into two older films that i saw but i just want to bring this up real quick because i was on rotten tomatoes yeah. I got to look at some movies that are coming out. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Is oh, I was just looking at that. Is that this week? Is there a trailer for that? Uh, oh, there's no. many. Yeah. Many, many. many. Um, th- this comes out April 21st, the same day as Bo is Afraid. Whoa. I'm going to double feature this motherfucker, guys. I am. Yeah. Wait, what are you going to watch first, though? This is important, Chris. Uh, Bo's afraid. I watch Bo's afraid. Really? Afraid. I think I think Bo's he might afraid. need a, a palate cleanser because I think no, he no, 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 no. going to be pretty Dude, intense. Are you going to Midsommar Spider Man? That's what I don't want to happen because what I've heard was Bo's afraid is more comedy than horror. Oh, okay. So like, I'm going to go in with the lighter stuff or the weirder okay. stuff, and then ride the roller coaster up to the top. And, and drop. You can't, you can't wait till the next day to watch the next movie, or Hell like no. you have to double, you know, you know, double down. I'm doubling down, but these two, I've been so, I've been excited for these two movies, or double down for a fucking year. Both of these movies for an like, age. Be, Bo is afraid has my favorite trailer I've seen in a, since Everything Everywhere All at Once. Evil Dead Rise is second trailer. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good, uh, and mm. it's Evil Dead. Like, it's like I, yeah, I gotta see that. I gotta see this on Thursday night. I, I want to see if I can do both. That's my goal. Mm. I am doing. Oh man, Bo's Afraid is a three-hour flick. Is it really? Two hours and fifty-nine minutes. Maybe I'll do a matinee. <laughs> <if they have laughs> <it. laughs> we'll yeah, you see. might have to take an afternoon nap between the movies, Chris. <laughs> yeah, after your nightmare. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's quite a bit. But really, I'm. I'm. And the other thing I want to point out is Renfield has a ninety-three percent. Whoa! I was not wow. expecting that. I was not expecting that. Not expecting that. I mean, listen. Not all the reviews. Are that's this Friday, right? That's this Friday. That's fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen reviews are in, so it's not everything. But like, sure. They're saying it's pretty funny and it's it breaks the fourth wall a bunch and and it's okay. good time. That'd so, be funny. Yeah. Those trailers, I don't think those trailers do it any service. They really honest. don't, man. And even the Red Band trailer was like black. Like every time I hear that, oh, so you're Postmates for the bad guys? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've heard it a lot because it's like in front of every movie. It's in every movie. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't in front of Mario. <laughs> the, okay, I think it's incredibly weird because. All because all the movies I've seen have basically been like animated movies, so they all have like the Spider Verse sequel trailer. Ah, which, yeah. by the way, that's incredible! Holy hell, yeah. and Riley, uh, what? Yeah, day one, dude. Um, the, uh, dude, I feel like, dude, this might be a sad, sad movie. Dude. I think it's gonna be dude. sad, dude. That's a like the, the vibes from it, it's like it kind of makes me feel bad for Miles because they're kind of like, oh, you gotta let your dad die. If you want to be part of the spider, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think Peter Parker is is gonna die. The guy with the kid again. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Man, then Miles going to adopt this kid? I don't know what's going to happen. I think he may try to bring him back, and that's going to break everything, maybe. like that's. Oh, and that's why they're, like, coming after him? Yeah. like He tries to bring his dad back? Dude, Spider-Man 2099 as, like, the bad guy? No, yeah. he's not, no, he's the. I know he's not a. I, I'm sorry, not bad guy, but antagonist. Yeah, he's the. He's just, you know. When, when he's doing that like crawl thing at Miles, yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, dude, Miguel O'Hara is my 2023 guy. He's a chunky he's a guy of the year. He's a chunky boy, dude. I oh, really. He's a fucking huge. He's a chunky boy. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. He's a big boy. He's El Gigante. He's <laughs> he's he's the scariest Spider-Man that I've ever seen. That, oh, dude, he's been in, in the, the 2099 world, verse. I know, dude. He's he's gonna be a great antagonist. I I'm very excited for this. Yeah, but I just I kind of like I feel like it's disingenuous to for them to pretend that Miles didn't have trauma when see Uncle John Aaron when Uncle Aaron died in the first one. I think they're gonna definitely cover that. I think that's gonna be a thing, right? It has to be. It should it would be? Like I mean, I agree. Because, like, God, the main... it'd be a huge glaring omission if they don't touch on it because. That's exactly kind of the point of the first movie. It's yeah, and like you know? it's his uncle. And it's oh, not what, like, what if they're like, but he was a criminal? That's what, <laughs> that, that's probably oh, what they. Yeah. Uh, they go, they go. Oh, well, you get MAGA Spider Man. He's like, but he was, you know. <laughs> oh like, no! Oh, get out of here! <laughs> oh, MAGA Spider Man, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, all spiders matter. He's got like a holy. It's only red. His costume, like oh my god, <laughs> He's got like a baseball cap on too. Like oh, fucking disgusting, god. dude. He gets arrested at the end because he was at January sixth. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. No, man. Good dark tone. I think that that's great for a setup. For that's a movie. that is that's officially a two parter, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's a two. Everything oh, said. Everything so. said part one before, but now that's true. Yeah, they, they kind of. Across the Spider Verse, they maybe they just made the whole heckin' movie now. They just made it. Well, they, they, they did delay it, so maybe. Um, oh, you serious? Really? You think so? Uh, well, before, yeah, be before the delay, it was called Across the Spider Verse Part One, and yeah, then right. they delayed it. I, I mean, I'm just saying, if if I won't be surprised if it's if it's a pretty intense cliffhanger. Yeah, it has to be right. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not a Part One, like they're going to set up for another movie. Yeah, where, just, where yeah. Miguel gets infected with the carnage virus and then it explodes out of his body. <laughs> Jesus, Devin, what, yeah. what are you writing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's stressed out. Good. It's all so good. Like they could make a billion of these, and I would be in. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, it just looks so pretty. Uh, yeah, how do you not like that? This is it's almost like it, even if the movie wasn't good, like the story or the characters, mm-hmm. I'd still go to see these movies it, yeah. they look gorgeous they dictate modern animation like the first one like like the I said, movie like, too is doing the same thing yeah yeah they're doing they're doing the whole like the um like uh with the frame rates changing during action scenes and stuff like the only thing the only knock if i if i were to throw a knock in i don't know if i like the spider-man pointing I think I'm the meme. You think, yeah, that's, you think they kind of beat it to the ground? I'm kind of over it. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that's just a trailer thing. We need a new Spider meme. I just, I'm t- kind of tired of it. Yeah. I've seen, it was already in the first movie. I know it was a post credit scene, but like. But still, no, you're right. It counts. It was in there. Uh, it was in. They were kind of cute with it in uh, No Way Home. 
and then it's like tw- at least twice in the trailer alone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I get it. Much. I get it. It's a bit much. That's all. And I I I like the darker tone and I I think they're going to have to cut it with some humor. I get that, but like god, that joke. Have you seen the Twitter account that they've been doing where it's like they're posting like random Spider-Men and one of them was like Guillermo del Toro as a Spider-Man? What? Well, no. As a fat Spider-Man? Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Like it was on their official account. He's really uh, fat, Steve. Spanish Spider-Man, Chris. Steve, did you see him walk in that cabinet of curiosities? It's not looking good. <laughs> like he waddles. Dude, I don't make the rules, man. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> what if it's just him heavily swinging? He's like, uh, 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 Hi. Did you know that oh, pools are haunted? And you're like, What? And then it like, <laughs> ties right into the movie. We all have all different right. dolls that we make. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm posting I'm posting the uh, a picture of the tweet okay. in uh, the Discord. Okay. I accidentally well, picked in a little one. There. <laughs> oh, whore. Uh, you sure Leon. it's not Benicio del Toro? No, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just checking. Spider. This might be like a me- not a meme. Oh, probably a meme. You know, it's like, oh, get your Spider Sona. Go on the website. Oh, it is the Spider Sona. Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. Cool. Real quick, I want to touch on uh, me and Devin this Saturday watched uh, Yojimbo and Sanjuro in original 35 millimeter prints. Yes, we did. The Lightbox Theater in Philadelphia. Uh, it's an affiliate of the uh, University of Arts. Um, we were both fucking blown away. It, I mean, I haven't seen Yojimbo. Those are great since. movies. I haven't seen it in 20 years, Yojimbo, and yeah. forgot. Never I've, seen it. I forgot how great it was. It's, um, it's your first time seeing it, Devin? Yeah, I've never seen that um, or or the sequel. Um, you know, I brought strokes. Seen Samurai, though, right? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've seen Seven Samurai pretty pretty recently. I haven't because it's four hours long, and I watched like twenty. Oh, I'm sorry, but it took me. Uh, I did. Uh, I fell asleep during the Irishman. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I work. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, listen, I'll say this: I walk. I started Seven Samurai at like one a.m. Then realized that it was very long, and I was like, "I'll get back to this," and I'm still waiting to get back to it. I gotta so, admit, I gotta come out and yeah. say it. I think you know, like I say this whenever I watch Kurosawa movie again. This is my favorite Kurosawa movie. Oh my god, Yo Jimbo <laughs> is fucking it's phenomenal. Great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it great. has so good. one of my favorite. I, I really mean this. One of my favorite lead characters. I love Sanjuro so goddamn much. Like he is, he is gross, and he, I know he smells. I, I asked, <laughs> I asked, um, I asked my wife to name our son Sanjuro, and she said no, and I regret it to this day. <laughs> I regret it to this day because Sanjuro Suarez is actually a pretty sweet name. Yo, that is That's a name. to be honest. Banger. Good old SS. <laughs> that is a banger name. Um, yeah, like he's, named he, him. John. He's so he's so. Like lackadaisical and kind of lazy. He's sleepy. He yeah. eats he's too serious. much. He's, he's, he eats ah, too much. He laughs. And he acts like and he acts like he doesn't care about the villagers, but uh. he's always listening to them with their problems. And then he's like, "All right, fine, I'll fucking help you. Fuck it." And Mafune is beyond beyond anything Clint Eastwood could do. 
beyond any Western character. Because let's be honest, like the, the, one of the things there was a, somebody who, who introed the film who I believe was a professor at the University of the Arts. And he said there's a lot of comparisons between Yojimbo in general because of the way Japan looks when it's in during the summer. It has that look of a Western town in America. Mm, yeah. It is basically a Western. There's, I love Leone. I don't think he can make something as good as that. I, I just nowhere near it. I'm sorry. Mm. It just can't happen. It looks, it's gorgeous. It's perfectly shy. I have a really thing. I have a weird thing about black and white. If it's not exposed correctly, which I've seen in a bunch of movies, to be honest, it, it bothers me. It, I nitpick it, it. It needles into my brain. What, did, what film mm. stock did Kurosawa use? Was it that double X film it stock? It has to still? be, right? Right? Let me see. It's it's just so clear and crisp, and nah, and it's like and it's also like kind of like slightly underdeveloped. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to develop that because it ha- you have to have a lot of light, and it'll still mm. come out high contrast. It's it's Let that slight underdevelopment that I to me that's the way black. I mean, that's why that's why I think Seven Samurai is like fucking stunning. I would yeah, love to watch yeah. that. Yeah, thirty five millimeter. To be honest, because oh. there's like especially the raining sequences at the oh. end like are probably insane. But I don't. I, don't I will know say this it, too. Um, with that, with watching these two films, my next Kalani and Chill is gonna be uh, Kurosawa. Oh fuck you! Oh Let's yeah! Go. Let's go! I, I, I can't wait for you to rank these. Like, like, how are you gonna say the, the last one is your favorite when you watch all of them at once? I don't know. It's gonna be all number one. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Fuck. Like, there's I, a, are you gonna, there's wa- are you gonna watch all of them, Chris? Right there. Are you gonna watch all of them, Chris? Or are you gonna, <laughs> gonna pick? Are you Listen, gonna pick like ten? He's got about fifty films. Am I right by that? Forty. Oh, easy. Oh, man. Easy. He has like you could a backlog. You could separate them. You could just do, you do samurai, samurai films. movies. Well, uh, what I was do... thinking about doing is doing a part one. But I need a reason to watch High and Low because the concept of that of that movie is so interesting to me. Dude, I think you could make, you could do multiple multiple months. And I really want to watch Stray Dog too. Different so. kinds of I, I, Kurosawa. I'm very excited about watching. Uh, what is it? Ichibi? What is it called? Um, oh, hold on. Give me one sec. Ikiru. Um, that's not. I don't. Is that? Oh, that's the sad one. That's the, the sad one about like in the twenties, about right? dying or something. About right? a salary man who who basically figures out that he has a terminal illness and he's trying to live his life to the fullest. Oh, you mean, uh, you mean Breaking uh, Bad? Oh, <laughs> you uh, got there real right before yeah, how, I did. Yeah. How long ago since you watched Rashomon? <laughs> oh man, Rashomon! Rashomon's a masterpiece, dude. Yeah, because that's like, like I know a lot of people say Seven Samurai is like copied in every, which it is. But Rashomon is like an actual concept that they call the Rashomon concept in a lot of th- not even just yeah movie, I mean like, like everything Rashomon is a movie following World War II and like the trials that were uh, put onto like you know the people of Japan for for participating with the Axis powers and like focusing on different viewpoints where it's like different one viewpoints per- that are drastically different exactly but at the, the same event and it's really like mirrors how. It's- how Amazing. things are viewed today yeah <laughs> like it's, it's incredible and like like yeah it's like kurosawa is so ahead of everything that, that that's like the film noir technique where you yeah. you hear you know multiple accounts of the same situation and everybody is lying and you have to kind of pick apart the truth yeah, we should do something special for this we should have you 
Um, <laughs> like, I want to do. I want to predict what your ranking is going to be, right? Okay. But also at the same time, I think you should have like four different categories, and you should like pick Oscar, Oscar awards or something, and then pick the pick out of the oh, ten like movies that you do. Best cinematography, best acting. Yeah, give them what what which movie had the best performance, which movie I really actor, like that. That's a which, great which idea. movie was the best picture, which movie had the best sound editing, which movie had the best uh, direction, like that kind of thing. Like we, I mean, you're idea. just, I'm just throwing these out there, but uh, like, best supporting actor, uh, Mifune, well, my best, my best supporting actor is the unibrow brother from, <laughs> from Sandra. <laughs> you're from Yojimbo. Oh, from Yojimbo. Yeah. yeah. The Saki, the Saki family. Uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy who, who he's like, Oh, they killed four of us and two of them. And he has a count on his fingers. Yeah. And the one, and the one <laughs> he's mad about it. He keeps going up the San and He's like, "You're awfully strong, that guy." That guy. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta talk to him. But I think I think Tim should be on this one. He, oh, I yeah. actually have been texting him, and I get, I'm gonna give him like a list. If I don't, I really want to watch as many as I can. But if I don't finish, there's it, a lot, Chris. I I, yeah. I want to do like a, maybe a part one and part two. What? Ooh, like maybe Dude, I, you do samurai movies and then non samurai movies. That's not what a bad there, idea. Yeah, you can do that. Equal, is it maybe? Is it... Hold on, because we gotta I, go through. I know later in his career he kind of did more genre. Well, you don't have to films. do dreams. I want to. You have to do. You have to do Ran though. I really want to watch Dreams. I watched part of that in film class. I never finished. Let him watch it. I'm really right. excited to watch that. It's your funeral, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I have no problem. Listen, I've I've watched like I did. Uh, Glenny and Chill is all about watching every aspect. You know of their career, not trying. And I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't watched the Bad Sleep Well yet, and I'm really interested in that because that's, I think that's Hamlet. That's his Hamlet, dude. That's gonna be at the. uh, Yeah, you could do best Shakespearean adaptation. And another thing we're gonna do (laughs) is it is it the Bad Sleep Well or is it Throne of Blood? Uh, Well, there's Rand too. That's the trilogy. Oh yeah, Rand is fucking Mm. uh, what you call it? King Lear. King Lear. Oh my god, that's my that was my ex favorite. That okay, was, so oh, okay. <laughs> and and you know, what Ran was? Ran was I love and, Ran. And I love King Shiro Lear. Goat Fune isn't even in that movie. I know. So that's dude. How old was he when he made? What was he like? Seventies, eighties when he made Ran? He I Ran think was, Fune was made supposed in eighty-five. Old guy in it. But how but, old was he? But they, I think they had like that. they had created differences or something. Yeah, maybe he was just maybe Mifune was just like over it. He was overdoing. I think they were just friend. they were just kind of stubborn because I think they had yeah. a split at one point, and I think they just never they never bonded back together oh, before so the pass. It's really sad. Oh, it breaks my heart. Um, and then we should do you should do what was what did this do better? What did they do this better in Hidden Fortress or Star Wars? And then you pick, uh, Hidden Fortress. And then you pick Hidden Fortress God. every single time. You know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Star Wars. <laughs> Could you imagine if no. Mufune actually did fucking Obi Wan Kenobi like George Lucas fucking jacked off about with? Um, would you? Would we look at him differently today? <laughs> probably not. Actually, that probably, Star Wars would probably be way better. I do love when you <laughs> Google like Kurosawa films and you look at like the movies page. It puts it puts Magnificent Seven, Fistful of Dollars, in his list. Yeah, it fucking should. Well, he it, fucking it, made that movie. No, I know. He made I that movie, it. not them. He, he took them to court and won 
for Django is full of dollars. He got paid for that. When that movie came out, he got paid. Kurosawa. Bruce Willis's like, last yeah. man this standing. Is, this is well, after he yeah. sent, he sent that guy, the, um, he sent him a samurai sword as a gift. And then said later that it wasn't an adaptation of seven samurai or he just, or uh, yeah, he said it wasn't because it's not because it's, you can't don't fucking insult. My he he said he said he wanted to commit shippuku with that sword, didn't he? <laughs> he said, "If you ever speak my name again, I'm going to cut your fucking face off." You That's, know that I guy. Think... By the way, Devin, that guy who introduced Yojimbo when he said mm-hmm. Bruce Willis adapted it, I was right yeah. and he was wrong. Oh, oh shit! Okay. All right, because he said it was Jericho. It's not Jericho. Steve's absolutely yeah, right. It was Last Man Standing. And I, I was like, isn't that the movie that takes place in like the, 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 it was like a thirties and he has like a time. Wait, did gun. you raise your hand and say, actually, <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. No, it, it sounded wrong. Well, Chris, cause we were talking about, it, we're like, I didn't know that was, you know, Jericho was that. And then yeah. we, were both we couldn't like, find it. Yeah. And they were like, fucking oh. idiot. What does he know? <laughs> And I brought this, guy, this guy's getting paid to educate our, our students. I think I gotta go back. I mean, go back next week, so I'm gonna punch him. You have to go back and fucking suplex his ass. I think Chris, you would make an excellent like film professor. Oh well, funny enough. No, I didn't get that job. <laughs> I'm gonna do, do Highlander. Just yeah, you know. he just applied for it. He didn't like go to school. He go back. He was like, oh, yeah, I just. You know. If you beat one in film trivia, you become one. Yo. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Yo. Yo. Okay. All right. So we're we're coming up on a pretty long episode. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna get into uh the Cassavetti's films that I've seen um, over the past month. Okay. Um so guys, I don't know if you're familiar with John Cassavetes. John Cassavetes, John Cassavetes was also an actor in Hollywood. He played uh, most famously uh, the husband in uh, Ro- Rosemary's Baby. Um, I know everybody here saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Devin, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's uh, very famous for being an actor, but you know what? General public doesn't really know about him is he actually made a lot of independent film. A lot of people say that he was the godfather of independent film um, in a lot of ways. The majority of the films that I'm going to talk about here, basically, I, I chose these specifically for that, are films that he self-financed and self-distributed. He did everything. And um, I, I, I say that in the beginning because where I don't like some of his movies, I respect the hell out of how they were made. I, I can't, like, say that enough, like that kind of colors my reviews a little differently. If I'm honest, like I, mm-hmm. I, I, where I didn't enjoy the films as much. I still think they're great because dude did fucking everything. He wrote the movie, he directed it, he produced it, he financed it, he, he distributed it. And he was like one of the first people to do that. So like, to me, that's the world. That's the world. And I say that because this first movie shadows is, is really not a good movie. <laughs> That's not good. Um, I watched that. I didn't watch that first, actually. And that's this is a little different because usually I watch these movies chronologically. But like I, I for this, I, I knew what I really wanted to watch. And that made it a little better of an experience to me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to watch, you know, A uh, Woman Under the Influence first. That was like the one I heard so much about. And I was very interested in. 
Faces was next, and then I watched Shadows. But Shadows is his first film, so I'm going to talk about that first. Um, it's the first film of the six that I've seen chronologically. Uh, written and directed by John Cassavetes. Um, the idea about Shadows. Shadows is a film about youth in New York and uh, race. Um, John Cassavetes was one of the first directors to really put white and black actors in the same room and shoot them for film. Like he's, this is, he set the standard for that. He was, he, this is, I don't know how you, you will take this. He considered a lot of his actors and himself black when it came to Hollywood because nobody wanted his movies at all mm-hmm. and they hated him for it. Um, what, uh, what, what time period was this around? So this, uh, this film was shot in 1959 and it takes place in 1959. It's okay. Yeah. This is like, early. yeah. Okay. Very early, very early, yeah. uh, very amateurish too. Um, this film is supposedly where he said that th- there's a caption at the end of the movie and it says this film's a hundred percent improv. And that's actually not true. <laughs> I, I did a little digging and mm. like, you don't even have to do digging. If you watch this movie, there are clear scenes that are improvised and then there are clear scenes that are scripted and you know, they were shot later. Mm-hmm. You know, like this came out and it, it's, it came out technically in 1958 and then he took it back because the studio said, we can't sell this and he re-edited it. Also, he toned down a lot of the racial elements of it because he said it was getting too overdramatic and he shot these scripted scenes and it's so blatant. <laughs> like, the scenes that are scripted and the scenes that are improvised. That's kind of a problem in the movie. It's very uh, inconsistent and jarring uh, as a visual experience. But all that being said, first film, it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I don't agree with that. <laughs> how many, how many ratings or how many reviews? How many reviews? I don't know. It, it's a lot. Devin. Oh, the, oh really? Yeah. It's not like one of those, like it's six. No, yeah, it's, it's kind of sick, sick how like critics suck this guy's dick, man. I'm okay. not gonna, you know, beat around the bush here. And they do it, like I said, like I prefaced before, like they do it because it was the Shadows is one of the first films to be popular outside of Hollywood, like in other countries. Mm-hmm. It, it, he premiered it in like Paris and, mm. and, and, and it caught on there and it caught on in Italy. All of his films are super popular in Europe. Um, yeah, so like all of that being said, it kind of is the reason why people give it such such high reviews. Um, and also the idea that it's very improvised and that was pretty rare for the time, you know. Uh, most of the, most, all right, I already brought that up. He was a demanding director. That's kind of a big thing. Apparently he shot a critical romantic scene 50 times in this movie. Um, he, he, he was an alcoholic too like a terrible one from what i've been reading about that's like this guy's not perfect and uh a lot a lot of his aspects a lot of his attitude about film came from him being fucking wasted i'm not gonna beat around the bush that either um but he's such a phenomenal actor and he's such a man with such clear vision that kind of broke through the the alcoholism a little bit um Charles Mingus actually adds, has a bunch of music to the soundtrack. Uh, Mingus is like one of the most famous jazz trumpeters or saxophonists, I think. 
Mingus Dew. Yo, Mingus Dew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, Casvetti's played a character by the name of Richard Staccato. On a show. I like that name. On a, on a show, he was the jazz detective. <laughs> what? Yo, yo, exactly. This is what got him. Detective? That's, that's what got him famous, actually. His work on television. And uh, he always said that, like, working in film as an actor was just so he could finance making his own movies. Like, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He loved he loved Roman Polanski. He loved shooting Rosemary's Baby, but like everything else was even the Dirty Dozen was just something he did to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadows was the start of a new movement that would inspire independent filmmakers, energize the flagging uh, avant-garde film scene, and triumph the uh, the 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 self distribution over the Hollywood scene. Like he's part of what they call like the new wave American movement Mm -hmm. and that's like that includes like you know faces this other film and like night of living dead and like all these movies that were kind of pushing the boundaries of of cinema at the time in the 50s Mm -hmm. uh so all that being said shadows is kind of for me it's not my favorite definitely not my favorite john cassavetti's film i think it's raw i think it's too raw I think it like as as Gordon Ramsay would say, this this is raw and it needs to go back in the oven. You'd say it's, <laughs> fucking, it's fucking raw. That's this is a, this is a little too raw. I think you need to put it back in the oven. It needs it needed a little more cooking. And and one thing I, I I should also preface about all of his movies, there are multiple. I'm talking several cuts of these films. Like I think hmm. faces faces has eight cuts. I I, I could. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's like a perfectionist, like almost Kubrick esque, like a psychopath when it comes to. Yeah, it sounds like he's bad at doing movies. <laughs> eight times to make a movie, okay. He's um he's obsessive. Yeah, he's an obsessive human being. He's got a lot of bad qualities. Like he's not he's not a perfect person, but like it just makes the movies better, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we're gonna jump on to uh, Faces, which is. Um, I think his fourth film, uh, written directed by him, uh, runtime decade over. down the line, right? Yeah, yeah, like uh, it's uh, nine years after uh, Shadows. I I had a hard time finding his movies. Uh, I, I a lot of them are on HBO Max, but it's like the films later in his career. But uh, yeah, most of them are just like I couldn't even torrent them. If I'm honest, like I, I hmm. people didn't put up torrents for. A Judy Garland movie with where she teaches kids with Down syndrome, and also that movie that I didn't watch is supposedly almost killed his career. I just like the idea of you trying to find it, and then all you see are Ant Man, Quantum Mania, Torrent. Come on, you're so right, Evan. (laughs) Orton is dead. That's like I could have easily downloaded that, and it would have took like a minute because there's all these cedars and shit. I was like, I, I literally tried downloading that one Casavetti's film, and there were so many leechers, which I knew were just people like me that were like, yeah. I don't seed anything. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, of course shit. not, dude. No way. I'm not getting caught. Um, faces. Uh, shot in 1968. Runtime 130 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes score of 85%. Audience score 87%. Had a budget of $275,000. It's a lot of money back then. Good deal money. All self-financed. Um, 
interesting fact about Faces. Faces is a film about a dissolving marriage uh, between two people that are in an arrested development in their lives. They're, they're immature and childish, even though they're old. They're in their 50s, 40s, 50s. And they decide to both simultaneously cheat on each other. And mm. it just turns terrible because they're old and they don't know anything about young people. And it's, it's kind of sad, you know, it's like seeing an old guy at the club, like a 60 year old man. Always sad. It's dancing alone in a corner at the club. Like it's not, it's not a good look. Right. And th- yeah, that, that's something that uh, Cassavetti said. Like he's he's he said this came from the boredom of watching older people try to be young. That's his his okay his plot line for this. Interesting fact about Faces: Steven Spielberg worked as a unpaid runner on this film. He ran dailies for John Cassavetti. That's wild. Uh, yeah, this is like you know he was I think 18, 19 years old at the time. Um, several different versions of this film exist, like many other Cassavetti films, like I said before. This was nominated for Oscars in Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Story and Screenplay at the time. You know, as watching the Bergman movies, I think Scenes from a Marriage does this better in every way. <laughs> you know? Okay. I think Scenes from a Marriage is more visceral and it also takes place over a longer span of time which i think is i think that's way more interesting in a relationship like seeing it progress over years instead of just like a week or or a month um faces and other cassavetti's films had significant creative impact on martin scorsese woody allen robert altman and uh francis for coppola uh all the big guys the big the big big names um yeah, Cass, these guys love him. Most, Apparently most Steve Buscemi's favorite movie. Faces, really. Yeah, that's what he says. Faces is um it's it's really well shot because it's is what it says on the tin. It's it's all faces. <laughs> it's all extreme close-ups, really. It's like that's 95% of the movie. And he one thing about Cassavetti's movies is he really kind of like he rings the the rag of drama for as much as much liquid as he can. Like he really just takes every scene and he stretches it as long as he possibly can. So you learn every little minute detail about this person, you know, almost to, like ad nauseum, you know, um, this movie, I think is a little too much for that for me personally. Um, films in that era, like, uh, yeah, this was the forefront leader of the new Hollywood movement, also known as American new wave. As I said, night of living dead, easy rider. We're all kind of in the same class of movies as faces. Um, yeah, it's not my favorite again. I, 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 I kind of like Cassavetes and his later work when he starts going more into like genre films. Because I think I think his aspect and the way he writes too, like apparently I I thought going into this watching all these Cassavetes films that it was all going to be improvised. That was like the one thing I always heard about him. Like all of his movies are improvised. Not true at all. Um, His movies are written during rehearsal. 
You know, he's a rehearsal director. He sits down, he rehearses scenes, and he writes scenes to fit the actor, which I think is really cool. I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that's really neat. I think to because he he's very personal and he he likes get you know talking directly to his actors and he likes manipulating them too, like like any other director out there. Um, there was there was a scene I think in Faces where he supposedly slapped the lead star, the lady in the face during before a scene because he wanted her to emote. He wanted her to feel something. Um, definitely would have got canceled nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you can't really do stuff like that. Anymore. You can't do that stuff. It's not cool. Um, but he's, he's very avant-garde and he was very passionate and he had anger issues. There's a lot, of, again, not a great guy. He's got a lot of problems, but these films are really fascinating. So let's move on to a movie that I really, really like. This is the first Cassavetes film that I was like, this is great. This is the one I wanted to watch more than any other. And that movie is Woman Under the Influence. Um, so I want to talk about Gina Rowland. I, I think Gina Rowland, who is his wife in real life, she's an actress that's in Faces. And she's in this movie as the main character. She is a phenomenal actress. Full stop. I think Cassavetes is lucky he had Gina Rowland. I think he's lucky because I think he's very cerebral and he's very emotional and she kind of brings everything down to earth. She grounds characters. She makes them feel fucking real. She's like able to translate it from the page to the screen. Yes. Yes. She's able to relate it. She's able to make it real. Um, And in this movie, this movie felt so fucking real and it's sad and it's, it's almost terrifying. Because it's about a guy who play, is played by Peter Falk. He's a he's a blue collar guy. He's a construction worker, but man, like his wife is insane. She's crazy. She's she doesn't know how to react normally to certain scene, like uh, interactions, and she blows up and she has no control over her emotions and she's almost violent at times and she hits on guys in front of him like right in front of him, his own people that he works with. There's a scene, he brings all of the people, he's a he's a construction worker for the state. And he brings all of his, his co-workers over and he, he feeds them all spaghetti. She's making... <laughs> she's making Sorry. Spaghetti. <laughs> wasn't expecting that for some reason. She's making everybody spaghetti. And she's like openly hitting on, you know, this, this, this co-worker of his right in front of him. And he starts yelling at her like, what the fuck are you doing? Like screaming. Yeah, doesn't understand what's making going on. spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> making spaghetti, hun. And that's the but, thing. Like she plays a character that's sympathetic, but also severely mentally ill. And Peter Falk is a blue collar guy. He doesn't know what that is. I mean, like who would living in a yeah. family with somebody that's severely mentally ill? Dude, even in the seventies, yeah, yeah, in dude, general, in the seventies, in general, and now, like, how do you? How does anybody cope with that? And and what do they do? And he reacts terribly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like he, he does some terrible things in this movie. He hits his wife. But like you sort of understand like he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what mental illness is. He's a regular guy. And and she's is suffering 
suffering throughout this whole movie. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking film to watch. Uh, and it just keeps getting worse too. Like that's, I, <laughs> it's, I'm not, it's like, I'm not selling this movie. I, I don't know how else to, but like, that's, that's it. Like it's a realistic slice of life about dealing with somebody who's very sick in your family, very mentally ill and not knowing, having any of the tools to fix it at all. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Gina Rowland is phenomenal in it. I, I think she's great. Uh, originally a play until Gina Rowland's expressed that she couldn't emotionally, that it would be too emotionally taxing and physically demanding to do that role eight times a week. Because it is like, she's getting slapped in this. She's running around. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. She's doing these weird, like mannerisms, like all the time. Like, ah, I feel so real. And it's so visceral the way she performs it. Um, Oh, before I say that, Rotten Tomatoes score 91%, audience score 91%, box office $6.1 million. I have no information on the budget. Um, this was all like uh, looking for studio financing. Cassavetes mortgaged his house and was borrowing from family and friends. One being Peter Falk, who's an actor in this film. We all love <laughs> Peter Falk, mm -hmm. uh, who liked the screenplay so much he invested $500,000 of his own money in holy hell and this was like like colombo was i believe just starting this was 1974 mm. wait it was i mean before colombo this might have been like that one like movie that like or thing that colombo spun off from probably well, wasn't like yeah. just coming out maybe i'd say i'd say the in-laws i think came out before that and that was like huge for him Mm. That's well, it looks movie. like it looks like Columbo started in seventy two. Okay, okay, under okay. influence of seventy four. Okay, yeah, that's perfect. So he had a lot of money from Columbo. A lot of, <laughs> I'm serious. Columbo bucks. Yeah, yeah, that was a hit, man. He was like people loved him. Uh, I love him. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, so he had a lot of money. He donated, didn't donate. He invested it. He obviously, saw some return because it was a six million dollar budgeted movie. But the other cool thing about that is. Uh, Cassavetes was the first director in residence at the American Film Institute. And because of that, he got a lot of backlash from distributors because they thought he was too avant-garde. Uh, Cassavetes was unable to find a distributor, so he personally called theater owners and was the first filmmaker to distribute a film themselves to nationwide system of sub-distributors. He literally took his movie on tour around the country hmm. so people could see. And he made $6 million out of that. Like... I fucking love that. That makes me so happy. And it's a good movie. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, Faces and Shadows, they're not great. I don't think they're great. I really don't. I think this is great. And the way it was made and the way it was distributed makes it even better. Um, great film. Uh, 155 minutes. Good, good bit of time to stick into this. But it's worth it because of the performances. And I don't want to discredit Peter Falk in this. He's fucking phenomenal he plays a, a he plays mario from super mario <laughs> he is a blue collar doesn't understand he doesn't he, well I, he's a construction worker but like he's just he just is so like simple and he's thrown in this uh, into a terrifying event and he has to navigate navigate it the best way he can 
and I I love it. I love his. Performance. Sounds a lot like the Mario Brothers movie to that's, me. That's well, you, you. This is the same movie. When Luigi has this mental illness, and Mario Mario's like, "What's I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to fix you." And he slaps him in the face. <laughs> it's on the search to get the star to fix Luigi. Luigi's mental illness. I can't wait to see that movie. Um, okay, so let's move on. I'm going to jump forward two years, 1976, and we have The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. God, what a title, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that one grabbed me by the scrotum. Um, directed and written by John Cassavetes, of course. I fucking love this movie. I really do love it. It is so, it's, the characters are so flawed and they just, they feel so fucking real and, and there's aspects of them that aren't real and it's, and it's just, it makes them bigger than life. You know, um, this film of course is about Cosmo, uh, who is a sleazy nightclub owner who, who says his nightclub is not a strip club. It's a burlesque club because he doesn't like strip clubs. He likes burlesque because they're singing and dancing and performance. And he saw a burlesque show when he was in the green berets in Korea. And he said that it was the most artistic thing he's ever seen. And the women there can't sing. And nobody knows it's a burlesque show except for him. And he's really sad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, they're just girls stripping, you know, they got big boobs and shit. Like, they, they know why they're there. You know, he doesn't understand what's going on. Um, but anyway, he the beginning of the movie starts with him paying off a, like a sizable debt to the mob. And then 15 minutes later, he's in a casino and he's, uh, I think, close to $120,000 in debt in ni- 1976 money uh, within 15 minutes. Um, and it, I love that about him. Like, he's he's... A, a loser and he's a gambling addict and the whole film is basically the mob saying well you owe this money to us and you don't want to give us your burlesque club because you love it so you're gonna to have to kill this chinese bookie that's giving us trouble and they ask him like can you do it and he's like well i'm a green beret you know i know how to kill people i've killed people before and he doesn't want to do it but at the very end he breaks down he's like i'm not giving him my club I love it. And he ends up killing a a major, major head of the triad. <laughs> <laughs> and the beginning of the movie, the whole kill is is all like, it's basically a setup. Like they knew, they set him up with a gun that didn't work and a car that broke down, the mob. And he just somehow still does it. And it, it's... <sighs> You know, something to be said about that scene where he he realizes that he has to go kill this guy. And just like the stress and sadness and guilt that you're just living with for like an hour mm. of the movie. Oh, man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. Um, really love this movie. Uh, Cassavetes invited a number of prominent Hollywood studio execs to play extras, but then deliberately removed all of their faces from the final cut. <laughs> he's, a, he's a real dickhead. <laughs> uh, cool fact: David Bowie's in this movie. <laughs> what? So David Bowie sat in on the entire production because he fucking loves Cassavetes. Loves loved all of his movies. 
Well, this is like around the time where like Bowie was getting big into like filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, he was acting. Um, because Cassavetti said that one of his favorite films of the year was Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which had Bowie as an actor and Ruchi Sakimoto, who is another composer who's also in it. I've never seen this movie. Mm. I don't know. Anything what about. year was this movie again? 1976. Okay, so this was the same year Bowie was in the film The Man Who Fell to Earth. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I think this Cass- makes sense. Yeah, Cassavetes loved him as an actor. Was Cassavetes a part of that whole like uh Studio 50 uh was it 54? What the heck was in New York? Well, yeah. There was like that his- whole scene going on. He had his own little cult in New York basically. And one of them actually was like Cassavetes like Cassavetes had his own little like gang of people that shot movies. He had his own actors, director, uh, cinematographers, everybody. Mm. Uh, and he was like tangibly connected to that, but like they all loved him. Right. In that movement. They thought he was God, you know? Um, and I, I feel like he kind of used that to get his movies made. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the only thing this guy cared about. Like he loved Gina Rowland. He was married to her for 30, 40 years. But man, this guy loved movies. He loved making movies. And anything was just an obstacle in the way of that. He would he would flip out, you know? Like like a child. Um <laughs> Cassavetes re-edited the film for a release re-release in nineteen seventy eight because of the poor performance upon the release in nineteen seventy six. It it made no money. And he decided to re-edit it and throw it back out because he was the only one distributing it. So he's like, fuck it. I'll just re-edit it again. Throw it back out there and see if it yeah. makes money this time. Like he's very, he was very, uh, he had an indomitable will when it came to, to marketing his movies and keep making them, people see them. basically. Okay. So we're going to move on. Uh, Killing Chinese bookie. Great stuff. Really loved it. Uh, opening night. Uh, this is another film. All these three films that I just listed: uh, "Woman Under the Influence," "The Killing of a Chinese Bookie," and "Opening Night." All on HBO Max, by the way. So you, can watch dude, HBO films. Max, man, You're fucking great, man. Kino, Kino Central, hands down, probably the best service. I gotta say, too, I'm a little worried though because they've been removing a lot of classics, and I oh, that's <sighs> worrying. Never mind, I take it back. <laughs> that bothers me a bit. Never mind. We're all moving all those Cassavetti's movies are moving to Disney. That's why you gotta get right? Criterion. <laughs> Yeah, I, you're absolutely right, John. I really do. Well, when you get when you do Kurosawa, uh, let me know. I'll give you my Criterion login. They have every movie on there. Okay, great, thank you. That'd be great. Um, I mean, I won't. You all <laughs> pay for it together, Chris. Yeah, no. He he, he will advise you to get your you, own. I will let you watch it while I watch it because <laughs> I'm the one paying for it, Chris. Well, I I want an open door policy for these Kurosawa movies. You guys can come over. And watch them. Oh shit! They? Yeah, and then I'll just use my login there too. Fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah. I I'm all about that. I'm. It was like if if I can't find them, if I can't get Criterion, I'm just gonna torrent them anyway. You know. Well, I'll just no. I'll just give you my login. I I will Chris. only come over your house, Chris, if uh I can also pet a puppy. I know that's a very specific oh, yeah. rule. I know what you're talking about. I mean, I know his mm-hmm. name's Duke, but I'm gonna call him Toshiro anyway. Bit of a kick-ass Duke, just because. Guys, we hate that dog. Oh no! That's why we got it. Oh my god! You're the Resident Evil Seven family. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, opening night, 
this is the next Cassavetes movie I want to talk about. Opening night is, I feel like, John Cassavetes first foray into horror. And his only foray into horror. Um, yeah, I, it's it's barely a horror movie. But it's it's got the DNA, man. And I really respect what's it. What's that one about? So opening night is about a famous actor, uh, actress rather, by the name of Myrtle. <laughs> uh, Myrtle is a famous a- actress that is starring in a production of a play about an older woman getting into an affair and uh, on the uh, one of her rehearsals one of her fans, she's super famous famous actress in films one of her fans comes up to her for an autograph in the rain and she won't leave her car like she's hanging on to her car because she's like a super fan and she ends up getting hit by a car, like a taxi, the fan, in front of Myrtle. And she dies. She gets killed. And Myrtle keeps seeing her around, like her ghost, basically. Mm. And she's racked with guilt and doesn't understand why this happened. And all the while, she's rehearsing this play. And she says she can't connect to the character because she feels like the only thing that this character has you know, as a conflict is age and she doesn't understand like what else is going on with this character? Like, what, is it just, could, is she just a shithead? Cause she's old. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> like she's making a lot of valid criticisms about her character and people are just like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, you don't understand. Like, you're not reading it. Right. And she's like getting upset. Like, no, but there's nothing here for me besides this mm. age thing that you keep talking about. And, you know, I feel like in this film, that ghost that she's seeing and she comes to this conclusion too is a younger version of herself and she's violent with her older version like she failed like her life is a mess and the younger version is like what are you doing like what are you doing with my body it's not right um and it culminates into a, a really violent situation between her and her mystery you know made up friend that is following her around so she at the end of the film she goes to the production of the play that she's been rehearsing and she's stone drunk like that's the only way she's able to been dealing with seeing this ghost around and she just manages to do it like do the play but then she changes the end in completely changes the end of the play like improvises something different and the audience loves it like they eat it up and she's wasted and still sick and there's no conclusion to that (laughs) there's no there's no reasoning why she's an alcoholic like they don't even get into like the conflict of her character to make her an alcoholic because nobody's just an alcoholic they're an alcoholic for a reason like what is the reason and there's nothing there she was an alcoholic before she saw the ghost so it's like she's just a mess she's a mess of a person she doesn't change and it just ends like that and i i think this is kind of a flawed movie in that aspect I, people love it it's a 96 yeah, it's a little frustrating to hear like there's not really growth which i'm not saying every movie ever needs that but no yeah you're right it doesn't but like it's like the sopranos level of like no closure at all but it's a movie. It's different than The Sopranos. Sopranos is a TV show. There is yeah. closure in The Sopranos. It's just not everywhere. It's not you. It's not in every plot line in The Sopranos. You know. Yeah. 
this is a movie. This needs closure. It needs a, a revelation, you know, and it, it's not there. Um, like his other films, Cassavetes had a hard time distributing this film. It opened on Christmas night to virtually an empty house and closed in, uh, in February, having never been commercially shown outside of the Fox Wilshire Theater in L.A. Uh, Gina Rollins ended up winning a Silver Bear for her award, which is a, uh, a the German film award. They give out bears. Um, kind of sick. This is kind of sick. I like that more than the Oscars. Um, like a statue or like you get an actual bear? This is it's those bears that um, that that doctor has that doctor talk show guy. Why can't I think of his name? Oh yeah. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. He's got those little, yeah. He's got oh, those little uh, bears. Those fucking, fucking weird bears. Yeah. There's, there's collectible bears that are like $50,000. She's got a giant silver teddy bear that was given to her by Germany for acting in her house somewhere. I don't know. Um, it's, uh, it's reputation has improved. Obviously, since it came out, uh, due to a re-release in 1991, uh, it was critically panned upon release, and I understand it. It's not, it's not a great movie. It's not one of its greatest films. Um, there, there are others. So, I'm going to move on to the last film that I was able to watch. This is my favorite Cassavetes movie, <laughs> and you know what? I'm in good company because I'm going to bring up why. I'm going to bring up why. There's a really interesting fact about this movie. Well, not a fact, but somebody said something about it. Uh, Gloria is the movie that I'm talking about. Gloria, I'm not even going to give a synopsis for it. It's the last of us without mushroom people. Oh, man. Whoa. It is, it is a woman that hates children, that doesn't want to be near them, <laughs> and she's given a, a Puerto Rican boy whose family was murdered by the mob and she has to protect him and it's just fucking great it is like leon the professional it is like john wick it is has that dna of like glory is a fucking badass and she knows all the mobsters that are coming after this kid because he knows too much and she's just like they're like gloria why don't you give us the kid this will be a lot easier. Come on, girl. And she's like, eh, I hate children. Maybe. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. And then she shoots a bunch of people because she's a fucking badass. Like, <laughs> she, I, ah, I love this. Just still starring uh, his wife, Catherine's yes. wife. Yeah, Roland. Yeah, glad you brought that up. Gina Rollins is the is Gloria. And man, she's fucking great in this movie. She's she's carrying this movie. On her shoulders is it's her performance is phenomenal. She seems like all of our mothers combined, <laughs> <laughs> which is like so cool. And she's got she's a badass and she's tough and she doesn't take anybody's shit. Like I fucking love this character. Um, it has a ninety three percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Totally deserved. Mm. It's great. It set the standard for so many of these types of movies. Um, audience score 79% because they're fucking morons. Uh, <laughs> Runtime, 121 minutes, written and directed by John Cassavetes. He didn't want to direct this at first. Gina Rollins had to like convince him, like, you gotta direct this. So Gina nope. Rollins is essentially just like she's the, the guiding hand of greatness. It's, it's his uh <laughs> what's who's Rob Zombie's wife? 
Sherry oh, Moon zombie. Sherry Moon fry zombie. <laughs> yeah, so it's, same thing, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> the muse. It's the muse. Yeah, she, yeah. she I, 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 I like Gina Rollins more than I like John Cassavetes. That's 100% true. I think she's a, a great, phenomenal, one of the best actresses I've seen in all, in all of Galani and Chill. Great, great. Up there with Meryl Streep for me. Fucking love Meryl Streep. Right up there with her. Love her. Um, Rod Tomato score, 93. Oh, we already did that. Uh, John Cassavetes didn't drag. We already said that. Gloria Swenson was nom- a nominated hero in the AFI's list of the top 50 heroes of all time. I'm talking Indiana Jones is on that list. I'm talking, talking, you know, the, the usual suspects of mm. the greatest heroes in film. Yeah. She's on that list, man. And she deserves to be there. She was nominated for Best Actress for this. Uh, she was not, this was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Drama. And it was also nominated for a Golden Raspberry for the child actor, which is, that is fucking, that's mean. Raspberry <laughs> Awards. <laughs> Why would you give a raspberry? He won. Why would you give that to a child actor? That is mean. You're mean. You know who would have got that in 2022? That that fucking kid from Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm kid surprised. Rough. He, yeah, Rock got nominated for that, but not the kid, right? I don't really get yeah. That. I don't but here's the big clicker here, and why I think I'm right about this being the best Cassavetes movie. Akira Kurosawa cited Gloria as one of his favorite films. <laughs> It all comes back, baby. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense now, guys. If you walk, if I, if you walk away with anything, go fucking see Gloria. That's a great movie. You're gonna love it. The kid's a little annoying, but who gives a fuck? Because it's mostly Gina Rowland acting like all of our mothers with a gun, and I love it. And it makes me feel so. It's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is a a tense. I wouldn't say thriller. It's more like an action movie, you know? There's Gloria like, also on HBO Max? I don't think it is. I had no oh! Dino I, Damage. Yeah, okay. that one's rough. That that like that one should be on every streaming service, Gloria. She should be there. Um Yeah, so I think you know, it seems like I didn't love this director because I only like three of, of the six movies I saw. But I gotta say, like like I said before, I really respect the guy and as much of a raging alcoholic as he was and as much as he looked like the first zombie from Night of the Living Dead in his Oh, last, that old guy? In his last movie, he looked fucking terrible. Oh no. <laughs> he looked so bad. He looked like a fucking zombie. Um, and it's sad because he's dealing with like a horrible, horrible addiction in alcohol. Mm. But he died very young. He died of 59 i think that is very young um and his last film was his least favorite which is really sad um which i didn't even watch because i was like fuck it he's not self-producing this i'm not watching it like fuck that shit i'm not watching a paramount movie with john casavetes <laughs> give me a break um yeah so I, I, I think his impact on how he made movies is way more important than the movies he actually made. That's my my ending little line for John Cassavetes. So with that, um, next next Galani and Chill will be uh, Akira Kurosawa. And Ooh. 
I like John's idea. I like the the separate awards thing where I I list my favorite supporting, favorite actor, favorite best actor. Yeah, especially in a situation where like you know best most kiss. of them are going to be great. Best kiss. Uh, best duo. Best villain. Best villain. Man, we should make it fun. Make it MTV awards. Oh man, I want a Moon Man. I want to give everybody Moon okay, Man. Okay, I really, I really like that idea, Don. Though, <laughs> where it's like you just, you just do uh, Kurosawa specific Oscars. I, mean, I feel like it's yeah, special enough, right? He's special enough Dude, of a legend to not just rank them. You got a thousand ships. Yeah, you he, got to. He's the face that launched a thousand ships. Is that what you said? The filmmaker. <laughs> that launched oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, handsome man. <laughs> Kurosawa of Troy. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that too. Because like I've seen Yojimbo, man, that just lit a fire into my butt to watch all of these movies. I fucking love that movie. I love the experience, 35 millimeter, everything about it. So uh, yeah, next the uh, beginning of next month, man. Look forward to man, Kurosawa. It's be a good month. It is good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, open revolving door. I don't care whoever's listening. Come on over. We'll watch Are you going to be breaking it up into like stages? I mean, you're still figuring out probably, but you know, man, I, yeah, I used to be that guy. who was like, Oh, I'm going to watch it all chronologically. And yeah, detail. I read part of his career. I'm just going to watch the ones I really want to watch. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Cause I did that with this and it, it helped because. <gasps> Are you going to rewatch like which ones have you seen recently? Like, are you gonna rewatch you Jimbo and Sanjuro and like no. Throne of Blood and stuff? No, or? I mean those he saw this week. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, Jimbo and, and Sanjuro, I watched already. So what? Throne of Blood, uh, didn't you watch that recently? Or am I, I somebody else? Did. So maybe I, I think you know, I did. I did that for the Macbeth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for the mm. Macbeth one. I'm gonna... and you. I mean, you came to the conclusion too. Like that's that's the best one still. Oh, hands down. Yeah, it's like it's like not even. I mean, yeah, I mean the the new the the tragedy of Macbeth is really good, great film. Wrong. But like, I think his brother said it best, where he's trying to copy Kurosawa. He's not Kurosawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god! It's like, who do you think you are, Akira Kurosawa? Um, yeah, but like, I think I'll exclude Thorn of Blood because I did watch that on another Galanian chill. So I'm glad because it narrows the list down because there's just so many fucking Kurosawa movies already. Mm. Um. So yeah, like Ran, Rashomon, uh, Ikaru, um, Stray Dog. Uh, what was that one? Uh, the Bad News. What's it called? Fuck. The Sleep Bad Well. Sleep Bad, bad sleep well. well. I mean, Bad, bad Sleep Well. Um, bad Sleep Well. Which is going to be at the Light Box, so I'm I'm going to be seeing. Oh, that's fun. When is that? When is that being played? Saturday, probably. This Saturday yeah, or next Saturday? Because next Saturday I'm in a wedding. This Saturday coming up, I think, is... Actually, this Saturday coming straight up is dog. Straight Dog. Yeah. Which Man, I mean, are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm going. I've never seen that. I, I, think I, might, I think I might go too, then. I've never seen that movie. That's I've never movie. seen it either. I really want to watch Straight Dog. And, uh, yeah, like five out of the seven of these Mafune movies are Kurosawa. So, you know, I'm going to go see those. Of course. Mafune I mean, they are movie. the same person. No, they're not the same person. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea... They had such a falling out. That's really it's such a shame. Really uh, they, I, I really forget like the details of it, but like that's probably what happens. That's just what happens, though. Right. Like after it's one of those things where it's like uh, Mifune Mifune disapproved of a role or I'm sorry, not Mifune. Um, Kurosawa disapproved of a role Mifune took. Oh, he sunned him. 
He sunned him basically. He's he like, was like, "You're my like son, this, and he's you like, embarrass me." <laughs> he was like, "This movie is going to like the, these films you're taking are going to not give you the light you deserve." Mm-hmm. But Mufune was, you know, trying to like I think get he's trying wider, to make some money, probably reach, make some money, create some but, generational. Yeah, he's problems. like, "Yo, I need a new beachfront property, bro." <laughs> I need- Bro, I really wanted to go to Turks and Caicos this Yo, summer. Yo, bro, <laughs> they want like, me to play Wario. Yo, bro, they want come me to play Wario in this Mario Dude, movie. I got If do Wario it. was Mafude, <laughs> shut up. That's basically is in Yojimbo. <laughs> scratching his ass. And... There's a there's a movie with Mafune from 1971 called Red Sun. Where it's basically Superman. like your your East meets West, yeah, Superman Red Sun. It's like the East meets West, like sp- like Western spaghetti Western thing, where it's Charles Bronson as like the cowboy what? and Buffune as the samurai. What? And it's free. It's free. Well, don't expect that. Don't sounds expect like it. my dream movie. Don't actually. expect it to be a Kurosawa film. It is free on YouTube. No shit. Oh, really? Okay, so it's probably not. It's probably yeah. not great. It, it has not, three yeah. and a half stars on IMDb. I mean, maybe the fun factor alone might be worth it. it. Yeah, I, I've never right. seen it, but you say I've, three and I've half been sitting out on it. Of 10 on three, three and a half out of ten. Okay. Or I'm sorry, it's a 6.8 out of ten. 6.8 6. 6. 8 out of ten. That's still not great. That's on not IMDb. too bad. IMDb's kind of, it's kind of weird, though, right? Well, they, but they, like, they're very heavy on the end rank. You know what I mean? Like, they rank... Hold, hold on, I'll, I'll send a photo from it. Because I, mean, I know... It's Charles Bronson, and... <laughs> I know it'll get <laughs> like, you hyped. <laughs> See, I like Charles Bronson. I have to admit, I really do. I, did, I mean, my uncle is like a huge Charles Bronson guy. He so does like, the he does the uh, stoic thing better than Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, man, Pedro Pascal as Charles Bronson in a in the biopic. Ooh, good that's bit, pretty man. good, dude. I'm mean, just thinking about it; it just kind of looks like him. Do you guys know he that really does. Charles Bronson? Didn't it's like upsetting to hear, good. frankly. That's badass, actually. That's pretty based. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's, that's actually kind of based, if you ask me. It is really <laughs> sad, right? <laughs> I think it's sad. Did he just like show up in an alley one day? <laughs> no, man. That's not. He showed up in an alley. Sounds. Fucking naked. That's kind of badass. It's it's always like kind of wild when like. You look up like trivia of people, and it's like they have like a very weird, mysterious background thing about them. Yeah, like Jack Nicholson finding out that his sister was actually his, his mother, mother, which is like, a really common thing back then. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's pretty common because people didn't want to have kid tr- children out of wedlock. Yeah, and the mother would be like, "Oh, that it's not my kid anymore, kid." You know, actually. like his grandmother. I think he thought was his mother, but I I kind of <laughs> agree with you, Steve. I think. I think Charles Bronson showed up on this planet like Kyle Reese in Terminator. Oh, dude, a thousand percent. <laughs> I think he, he showed up in, a, in an electric orb that melted the, <laughs> the ground around him. <laughs> Death Wish it. is a documentary. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, I think that about uh, wraps it up for this episode of Guani and Chill, folks. I'm glad you stuck till the end. It's a long one, but um, I hope you it was enjoyed it. It's a fun one. It was a we fun covered, one. We covered a lot of like great things. And, and uh, always inspiration. Always inspiration of things to watch in the future. And a cool variety, too. Like mm-hmm. we, got, we got some of the more you know mainstream stuff. Then we did a little bit more of the, the back alley. You know, Princess Peach has a mental illness. There's, and a, there's a potential crossover. I don't know what to do. Mario, <laughs> Mario Cassavetti's crossover. Oh, oh. 
Oh, hey, dude. dude, this the scene. The scene. And he hits her right in the face with a fire Luigi in front of Mario. I don't want to have to ask While you twice. spaghetti. Look oh. right in the kitchen and get us more spaghetti. <laughs> Ooh, smooth. All right, folks. Uh, it's another one in the can. Good night, everybody. That's, it, that's all, or that's all, folks. Galani, chill. <laughs>